Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black Talk. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has a lot riding on 2020. There's the election and the scrutiny his company is under to show it has learned from the mistakes of 2016. At the same time, user demands because of the coronavirus pandemic are putting the company under more pressure to stop the spread of health-related hoaxes. And now the biggest challenge is happening inside Facebook's own walls, a revolt from employees. NPR's Shannon Bond has the story, and we should note that Facebook is an NPR sponsor. Facebook prizes loyalty. It discourages leaking. So when staff are unhappy, that usually stays inside Facebook. But after President Trump posted on Facebook about protests over police brutality and racism, things changed. Zuckerberg has been feeling the heat from critics and facing backlash from employees. A number of senior Facebook executives publicly sharing their outrage. Hundreds of employees simply walked off the job yesterday. Trump wrote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. When he tweeted the exact same thing, Twitter took a stand. For the first time, it hid the president's tweet behind a warning label, saying it broke its rules against glorifying violence. But Mark Zuckerberg saw it differently. He said the post did not break Facebook's own rules against inciting violence. For some employees, that was the last straw. I've seen a couple times now that Mark doesn't uphold his principles. Software engineer Tim Avini was so disgusted, he quit his job at Facebook last week. A dozen other employees tweeted against the decision. It was the most dramatic public rebuke of the CEO, the biggest pushback inside the company that employees can remember. Avini told CNN he thinks Zuckerberg is not sticking to his promise to enforce the rules for everyone. And if Mark keeps moving that goalpost, moving his his threshold for when someone has crossed the line, especially as powerful as the president of the United States, we're in danger. A lot of people are furious at Facebook right now. Current and former staff, civil rights groups, even scientists who've gotten funding from Zuckerberg's charity. It's a pileup of frustrations new and old. One of them is the lack of diversity, a widespread problem in tech. Less than 4% of Facebook's U.S. employees are black. Mark Lucky was one of them. He left Facebook after just a year, and he understands the outrage. This is a snowball. More people are encouraged to be vocal because now a lot of employees are seeing that, hey, Facebook isn't really doing anything and is putting us deeper and deeper into trouble. Lucky was hired to build relationships with influencers from underrepresented communities. But he says he encountered exclusion and discrimination at Facebook. When I found that I was going up against the company to do what they hired me to do, I was like, well, I shouldn't be here. That criticism is also a big part of the current backlash. Many employees were particularly disturbed that only one black person was involved in the decision to leave up Trump's post. Zuckerberg says he wants to make sure the right groups and voices are at the table. Facebook told NPR it's giving serious attention to what employees are saying. 
But so far, Zuckerberg has stuck to his position. Here's how he explained his hands-off approach in a CNBC interview before the controversy over Trump's post. And I, I think political speech is is one of the most um, sensitive parts in, in, in a democracy. Um, and people should be able to see what, what politicians say. And um, there's, there's a ton of scrutiny already. Political speech is the most scrutinized speech already by a lot of the media. As the backlash is built up internally, Zuckerberg has acknowledged just how upset his employees are. In a staff memo last week, he says he understands his decision left many people, quote, angry, disappointed, and hurt. In a small concession, he says Facebook will review some of its policies and consider taking Twitter's approach of labeling posts that break the rules. Depayan Ghosh used to work on policy issues at Facebook. He's now at the Harvard Kennedy School, and he says the thing that could force real change is financial pressure. Let's be honest, Facebook is all about the brand because at the end of the day, it's just a website. He says if Facebook lost users or some of the advertisers who spend $70 billion a year on the platform, that would get Zuckerberg's attention. For now, the CEO has made his stance clear. Back in January, he said he would worry less about whether his policies are popular and spend more time explaining his decisions. My goal for this next decade isn't to be liked, uh, but to be understood. Shannon Bond, NPR News, San Francisco. As protesters around the world are calling for an end to racial injustice, the CEO of the company CrossFit stepped down yesterday, days after he tweeted out inflammatory and racist remarks. Brenda Salinas has more. Crossfitters love their sport. They go to a kitted out warehouse, lift heavy weights, sweat a lot, all while others cheer them on. The company took off in the 2000s with international competitions and thousands of gyms paying to use the name CrossFit. Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, is no stranger to controversy. His comments in the past have mostly won him attention, nothing more. But now things have changed. We're not mourning for George Floyd. I don't think any, I don't think me or any of my staff are. That's Glassman speaking to gym owners on a Zoom call. Less than two hours after this audio was surfaced by BuzzFeed yesterday, Glassman had stepped down. But the controversy started over the weekend when he conflated the coronavirus pandemic with the police killing of George Floyd. He tweeted, it's Floyd 19. Which is incredibly inflammatory, insensitive, thoughtless. It's awful. Armin Hammer is a CrossFit commentator. Over a thousand gyms have said they're not going to pay to use the brand's name anymore. Top athletes are boycotting the CrossFit Games, the Olympics of the sport. Reebok has cut ties. CrossFit as a company is getting hit by all sides. I mean, their affiliates are vocally upset. The sponsors are upset. The trainers are upset. Glassman first apologized and finally resigned as the company tried hard to save face and its brand. Elizabeth Akinwali is a CrossFit star. She's been vocal about the sports bro culture for years. People are experiencing in-person harassment. So speak English in this gym, etc. Working out at a CrossFit gym and a member tells ownership, I feel uncomfortable when you play music with the N-word. I'm, you know, one of very few people of color and ownership saying too bad. Akinwali posted a video on Instagram three years ago discussing racism in CrossFit. It only started taking off when she reposted it this week. Just like when you're competing in athletics, when you see an opening, you strike. That's exactly what's happening right now. There's a moment where people's minds are being open to different things. And this is the moment we need to take advantage of. 
that might mean a culture change at CrossFit, the sport they love. For NPR News, I'm Brenda Salinas. Tonight, heat continues to burn CPI security after its CEO's anti-protest comments in an email that were, was made public over the weekend. Big partners have pulled support, ended sponsorships, and the CEO voluntarily resigned today from the CMPD Police Foundation. The CEO has publicly apologized for his words, but with today being the first day back to work for some of its black employees, our Bria Bell called up with some of those CPI employees to hear what they have to say. Bria is now live. Hey, Bria. Hi, Molly. Good evening. Uh, there is no elephant in the room, so to speak. Those CPI workers say they are not shying away from talking about this, and they even say that CPI administration is on board and putting those workers' feelings first. And that makes sense because on Friday, workers left this building as a sign of solidarity, and some of them did not come back as a sign of their resignation. You know, the, the, snake, the saying is always, you know, when a snake shows its head, at least you know where it is. It's really just about us getting coming together and, uh, you know, holding his feet to the fire. These three men still work at CPI security, but Monday night, Josh and York, Yusuf Baskin, and Jaron Crops all said they weren't shocked about what Ken Gill, the CEO of the company, wrote in an email. They were just disappointed. You know, we're not willing to gloss this moment over. Gill's comments were sent to Queen City Unity, an activist group asking big companies for support in the Black Lives Matter movement. In response, Gill wrote, please spend your time in a more productive way. I challenge your statistics. A better use of time would be to focus on the Black on black crime and senseless killing of our young men by other young men. Have a great day, Ken Gill. After the email was made public, the Carolina Panthers, Charlotte Hornets, Charlotte Knights, NC State Athletics, and Gamecock Athletics ended partnerships with the security company. Before I came to CPI, I did read some reviews on Glassdoor and it talked about, you know, uh, sense of white privilege and everything. Monday night, I went searching for those reviews to back up what employee Baskin said he found. One review I found on that website read, CPI has decent pay, but quote, expect customer abuse to go completely unresolved. Warnings on accounts of racist customers to not send black technicians, etc., are not uncommon. But it's the comments from the weekend making public waves bigger than any of these employees imagine. Phones are, you know, ringing off the hooks, you know, it's just one of those things where we're getting a lot of overfall overflow, I should say. All three men say they are not in a position to leave because of bills. Still have to have a paycheck. They all agree that a lot of their non-black co-workers are promising to really listen, empathize, and make changes to the culture so black employees feel more comfortable while at work. A conversation that's going to actually be constructive, that's actually going to get somewhere. Just because the CEO necessarily says it doesn't mean that everybody in the building feels that way. With so many customers ending their partnership with CPI, the men say that they are concerned about the future of their jobs. Live in Charlotte, Bria Bell, WBTV, on your side. Bria, thank you. Since the death of George Floyd, the nation has been reckoning with its racial divisions and history. And companies are stepping up. In the past week, some of the country's largest tech companies, from Intel to Apple, have declared their support for racial equity. And they've urged employees to have more open dialogues about race at work, including at Microsoft. Last week, CEO Satya Nadella held a town hall meeting to discuss the protests happening around the country and recognized that black Americans don't check their experience at the door. Joining us to talk more about what it's like to work at Microsoft as a black employee is Tina Eskridge. She's senior director of marketing at Microsoft. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I want to start out by asking about that town hall meeting we mentioned. Can you talk a little bit about what Nadella said there? 
I wasn't in attendance for the town hall, so I'm not able to disclose exactly what was talked about. But I can tell you that, you know, from seeing email messages that came out uh, as a result of that and the posts that were given on LinkedIn that are public, you know, his sentiment is that we we don't stand for racism, you know, and that's always been the case. We're we're um, proud to work for a company that actually stands with us and understands the plight that's going on in the country and in the world. And, you know, there's no tolerance for it. And he really talked about having those kinds of conversations in the workplace. Uh, did you see that change anything between the way that you interact with your coworkers about what's happening right now? I think everybody is, you know, super sensitive to what's happening right now. And and there has been a lot of dialogue and I think that's good, right? I think that, you know, at a time like this, people need to hear that they're not alone. They need to understand that, you know, others can be vulnerable and be empathetic and in trying to seek to understand, you know, what's happening around them. Working remotely as most people are right now, does that change the way that these conversations are being had? Um, yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, I think obviously, you know, as a global company, you know, many companies are, are faced with having these conversations, uh, offline or online, if you will, um, through, you know, inter- internet, uh, interactions and, uh, teams meetings, et cetera. But I think that by default right now, because we are working from home, that is, that is the method, right? People are, communicating via phone. People are having conversations in chats and meetings. I've had people reach out, you know, via text or phone calls, whatever the means they can, they can. I feel like this is changing the way that a lot of corporations are thinking about how to talk about inclusion and diversity in the workplace. And uh, one of the things I thought was really remarkable about the comments that were, about the statement that was posted, at least from Nandela, is that He was talking about the weight that people carry kind of invisibly with them at work. How does that play out in Microsoft? You said this is a company that really is doing a lot to support diversity inclusion. Do you feel like those conversations are being had more openly? I do. I think, you know, you've, you see the progression over time. I mean, I don't think any, any company is perfect. And obviously, as I mentioned, I don't speak on behalf of my company, but I think that, you know, all of us are in a point or this is an inflection point where everyone needs to think more carefully about having the conversations that need to be had in order to help, you know, what's going on externally, because we are more than just our, our work personas, right? Like we come to work every day, we have jobs, but that we're more than that, right? Like we're people at heart. And if we can't function outside in the, in the world, then we can't function well at work. Tech doesn't have the greatest reputation overall uh, when it comes to diversity in the workplace. And I know that you've been doing a lot uh, to change that, both in your professional life and behind the scenes. How do conversations like these play a role in making more space for diversity in tech? I think it definitely highlights who's in the room, right? If you're having these conversations and there's nobody around you that represents the the individuals that are being oppressed, then, you know, that's certainly a, a glaring instance where it makes people think what could be done differently, for sure. 
it doesn't necessarily change anything unless the leadership of any company wants to change it, though. I mean, but there is a I do think there's a strong correlation between, you know, having diversity internally in a corporation versus having, you know, having the right conversations play out. What more can tech companies do to ensure that that happens? Oh, I think, you know, it's, it's the same list. That's as old as time. There's nothing new. It's just, you know, looking at hiring and promotion and retention, all of those things. I, you know, I don't work on the DNI side in HR, but, you know, I look at it from a a marketing and, and product perspective, but at the same time, it's the same theory, right? You want people that are making products that look like you so that they know what your struggle is and they can, you know, underscore or eliminate any gaps or barriers that you may have. It seems like a lot of major tech companies from Apple to Intel, Microsoft have been also using social media and other platforms to condemn the death of George Floyd and post messages like Black Lives Matter. Is that important? How important is it? That's a good question. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's important to see that people are, you know, of course, aware. And again, empathy, you know, goes, you know, a a ways in that. But at the same time, the action behind it is far more important. You know, seeing people actually do something, no matter how small, is what's what's most important to people. You know, it's great. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to see, and I and I don't speak for everyone, but speaking for myself, I don't want to see companies take advantage of this moment and use this as a PR campaign, right? Because if it's just a PR campaign, then it it falls on deaf ears, right? And it means nothing. Right. We really just want to see change. Everybody wants to see, you know, action behind those those sentiments. Nadella said that as well in his statements. He said empathy wasn't enough. People need to take action. What kind of action would you like to see more of? I definitely want to see the conversations continue. Right. Because I think that, you know, what tends to happen if you look back from several years ago, we had, you know, similar but less worse um, circumstances with, with Ferguson, um, with Mike Brown and, and others. I mean, this has been happening continually, but what happens is we treat it like a moment in time. And rather than have this be a, a moment in time, it'd be more important that we continue to have open, honest dialogue so that people can be vulnerable and learn and grow. You know, I think part of this is that, you know, obviously, Black employees are super frustrated. You know, I've I've spent the week, probably half the week in tears, uh, being exhausted, watching the news, watching, you know, social media and feeling helpless, right? People feel really helpless. And I think that what we need on the corporate side is just having open dialogue, having people, you know, come to the table, the, the real allies that want to learn and grow and do things differently. And the reality is it's not just about the death of George Floyd. It's about everything. That's just been a catalyst to spark this brush fire that's been kind of constantly there. And especially now during the pandemic, seeing the impact that it's had on black and brown communities, especially. Yeah, it's so interesting to me that people are like, why, you know, why are people, why is this so much more um, profound than other you know, circumstances? And it's like, it's exactly what you said, like we're in the middle of a pandemic you're in the middle of, you know, um, an economic downturn where many people have already lost their jobs. 
And then in that pandemic, all of the black and brown people have been affected the most, right? Because they're the first responders and the individuals that can't afford to stop working through the pandemic. Many of us, you know, I know people who have had COVID. I know people who have lost their lives, you know, and, and yet I have colleagues that know no one. It hasn't touched them at all. And then on top of this, you have what happened with George Floyd, right? So it's like people are just super, super, super exhausted. I, I don't even have another word to say for it because it's just it's pure exhaustion. Tina, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Floyd 19, context of white supremacy. Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Friday, June 12, 2020. So I have been told Floyd 19, Floyd 19. This is our weekly broadcast, Neutralizing Workplace Racism. Try to set aside time. Woo! Amidst the, wow, exhausting 2020. You know, I thought today, I said, man, 2000, wait a <laughs> give it away. I thought I started, I said, spring 2020 is basically over. I don't even know what happened to it, but it's basically done. June. 2020, which is my favorite month. I love June. Summertime, it gets warm. Oh, all of the things. Who doesn't love June? Like even, you know, little children, like school is out. Hooray. At least for a lot of them. Like summertime. Get out of here. Burn all these books. Ha ha ha. And have a great time. Uh, man, June is half over. Protests, tear gas, all the rest. June is half over. 2020 is half over. Wow. What a year where it's been. Just hoping we can get to the end. Hopefully the last half, right, will be way better, like exponentially better than the first part of 2020. We'll see. Uh, before we get to workplace racism, Cal's counter racist yoga retreat, we are going to aim for Washington, D.C., August 5th through the 9th. See if we can get there. Hopefully, COVID 19 will cooperate. The protests will have calmed down by then. Uh, we will be able to hang out August 5th through the 9th, enjoy some yoga, some plant based meals, discuss counter racism. What has happened this year? My goodness, <laughs> might be the first brief bit of respite uh, in a long long time but we'll get down August 5th through the 9th the price is $680 deposit of $400 uh, due by June 22nd Uh, folks have already signed up Uh, if you're interested the details are updated on the blog racism-notes.blogspot.com make sure to send that out took a while to kind of get resettled uh, tough year tough year and then having to cancel the retreat before and figure out what the heck is is happening on the planet it has been challenging but we are forging ahead we'll see if we can get down hopefully things will be a little bit better in two months get out and do all that 
August 5th through the 9th, drop an email if you need more details. It has been updated on the blog, racism-notes.blogspot.com. I'll send out the link uh, for folks who have written in uh, and are thinking they would like to hang out in D.C. for a few days, do some yoga, eat some yummy food, and discuss counter-racism. August 5th through the 9th, we will see if we can make it happen. Workplace racism. Wow. What a week. Uh, what a month, what a year. Um, the protests have still been roiling uh, hugely here in Seattle. I just saw, uh, without anything to celebrate, I just saw here in Seattle, they took up like almost an entire city block and wrote Black Lives Matter down the middle of the block. Um, I have no idea how that improves anything. They already had a rainbow in the middle of the cross street. And I think I told the incident before from just last summer, I was going to teach yoga in the park to mostly black children. I was in the red, black and green crosswalk in the central district. That's where the coloreds used to live gentrification. And I almost was hit by a white man in the crosswalk. And he was going zero. He was at a complete stop and accelerated as he saw me in the crosswalk in the crosswalk with flashing lights to indicate oh yes pedestrian go ahead nope just another coon on the plantation in in the red black and green crosswalk anyway uh, everything that is happening currently uh, white people have gotten fired transferred from their jobs for comments or social media posts or even being recorded you heard that in the first segment uh, where the white fella He's making those comments. We are not mourning George Floyd. Keep it real. Floyd 19, he said. If he had been listening to the cows, at least, even though we are about counter-racism, if he had been listening to the context of white supremacy, say all the time, you speak as though everybody can hear what you say. All the time. There's never a time where you're speaking as though you're not being recorded, Alexa, transcribed. So if you're cracking racist jokes, you're comfortable with everybody making racist jokes. That's the way we've been talking for a long time. I'm hearing background noise. If you are on the line, use your mute button. I shouldn't be hearing any echoing uh, and talking over. So use your mute button or whatever you need to do. It's very distracting to have unnecessary echoing in the background. Let's see. I'll figure out. If uh, that's on my line, maybe I did. Oh, thought I had already clicked the button. There we go. Q&A session has started. Ha-ha. The recording has started. Ha-ha. Feel much better now. All right. Um, but, yeah, you have to be codified in terms of what you say on the job. It is not time to just be running off at the mouth and talking, 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 talking about, you know, whatever your views on the protests are or what you think about President Trump or what they should do about defunding the police department. That is not what we're on the job to talk about your frustrations. And it might be tricky because I was thinking they might be saying this week. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Gus. We know you've been watching. Tell us what you think. We're serious. We want to know. That's we need dialogue. That's what they've been saying. We got to have open dialogue. Tell us what we can do. We're not going to be. They might really press. I would have a list of problems that you would like corrected. If anything, it would not be. I'm going to talk about my feelings about anything. It would not be. I'm going to tell you, you know, <laughs> what it was like growing up. or how. Blah, blah, blah. If there's specific problems here that we can address to make things better, that would be great. 
other than that, nah, I don't really have anything to say. Maybe if you give me some time to think on it, I'll be able to come up with something and all I would be thinking of. Are there specific problems, questions that I would like answered? That's about it. I'm not. They do not pay me to talk about racism. I think one of our callers, she said, I have a consulting fee. If you would like to pick that up, we can do a workshop or something. But other than that, nah. Let's just get back to work. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Uh, but talking, not coming in the job, talking even to other black people, I'm not talking to them like, you know, these folks are my friends and they're cool and they're not going to snitch on me. They're not going to go back and report what I said to white people. No. We don't have those sort of conversations even now about racism, even if they press you. Uh, Floyd 19. Floyd 19. Uh, I heard some uh, the black people in North Carolina uh, with the security firm where they said like the Carolina Panthers and some of the other businesses in the state were cutting their contracts and saying that, you know, we're not going to work with these folks anymore. CPI security Uh, and some of the black employees, you know, hey, we're afraid all these folks cutting their their contracts and such. uh, We might be fired. They might take it out on us. You know, then we went out and done an interview. You know, they might want to attack us. No good. Negros tried to employ you, give you a job. Get out of here. Ah! Uh, sit here and make all this trouble for us. You and George Floyd get the Floyd 19 and the COVID 19. Um, that is the system. It is something, you know, to consider all of these situations. You can be fired for not doing anything incorrect. Just white people practicing racism, white supremacy. That is very, very common uh, in the system. Incidentally, with that, uh, the job they were also talking about. Uh, in terms of it being a pattern of racism, in terms of how they were mistreated by patrons, folks who used the company or would call or what have you, or I guess if they would have to go out and deal with these folks directly and they would be mistreated and then they would report back to the company like, oh, man, I was mistreated. Maybe they said something racist or whatever it was. And they said that there was nothing, no response, no resolution, no nothing. That's something where you'd also need to have a really good code, both to keep a record I am making a report that I'm being mistreated. Violations are happening and they're not doing anything to respond. And I would need to work out my own code to make sure that I'm safe. If I'm going out and working on people's property or working with them or whatever the case is, I have to make sure that I'm going to be safe uh, doing this job. So I would have to have an even more extensive code, if not working on an exit strategy where, oh, my, I'm going to work with these folks and I'm being mistreated or feeling unsafe. And my employer is not willing to do anything to resolve this matter. In fact, they're totally ignoring me. I'm telling them I'm in an unsafe condition or things are happening. I don't even get a response. System of racism. I thought it was interesting. uh, All the reports, the tech companies, Mark Zuckerberg and his lack of enforcement for Facebook or letting Trump send out his violent tweets. And then at Microsoft, uh, them also talking about how exhausting it's been, lack of employing of black people. That is widespread uh, for a lot of folks. That's why I said I personally would probably not be looking to get into a whole lot of uh, crusades on the job. Like we need to, you know, have a diversity month. We need to have a stance on Black Lives Matter or something like that. Like I'm not going to get involved in any of that. I think we had some folks last week who said that they were having projects like that fireside conversations and some sort of artwork to show that black lives matter. Like I would let white people participate in all of that. Um, you end up doing it and it upsets a white person and causes probably like, let them participate in all of that. Whatever the job is that you signed up for, 
that's where I would focus my time and energy. I would not engage in any of this. And because I think this is going to be on the clock, I do not see there being a, you know, unlimited amount of time where you can have all this chatter about racism just everywhere, all over the news and the workplace and, and all of that. White people generally have a tendency for they will do this sort of thing for a limited period of time. And then, all right, we've tried to appease you Negras and you're still, you know, unsatisfied and, you know, we, we're done. We're done. We're done. That's what Crystal Siler said. It's a number of them. We read Elizabeth and Hazel about the Little Rock Nine. Uh, and that's what uh, Hazel said. Hazel Masary, I think her name is, the white woman. Uh, who said, I tried, didn't I? Didn't I hang out with the Negra? Didn't I? No, I'm not voting for Obama. We read it. It's right at the conclusion of the book. I tried. I gave the Negras a chance and just couldn't satisfy. I'm through. I, I'm washing my hands with it. I'm done with Black Lives Matter and Al Sharpton and all the rest of them. That would be my suspicion. So that would just... All that to say, I would not get involved in these type of projects because this might be the way that they're responding now. The beginning of June ain't no guarantees. It's going to be all this whoopee for Black Lives Matter and all this come July 1 or August 1, September 5. No guarantees at all. I would let the white people be the ones to participate in any of these workplace projects. They change their mind about it or whatever. How it evolves. They decide that they want to add LGBTQ to it or whatever. Uh, Come a month from now or five days from now you're not involved I don't have anything to do with that my time and energy is on why I was paid and hired in the first place which was probably not to discuss racism the number to dial is 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate Number again, 605-313-5164, the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Again, this broadcast is not for spectators. This is still, I feel like I've been saying it for two, three months. Still, this is a historic time on the planet. I think just like they're talking about the uh, Spanish flu a century ago, they will be talking about this period of time for a long while for many reasons. Now they'll be talking about the year of 2020. So you'll have your contribution recorded. What was happening? What you thought we should have been doing? What you observed? Make sure it is recorded uh, and to make sure this is included in our analysis of, of white supremacy, racism, which, you know, as everyone is saying around the world, the problem, the system, white supremacy, racism. Absolutely. Number again, 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, you can also email uh, for folks if you are uninterested or unable to dial in directly. Uh, you can drop an email until justice at gmail.com. Until justice at gmail.com. Uh, we can uh, read your commentary anonymously and, you know, make sure if you have concerns about uh, folks figuring out who you are and such, uh, we can keep it confidential. Uh, let's see, folks who wrote in already uh, will try to get in our emails. 
what a week it has been uh, on the workplace for lots of folks. I could have even included more reports about folks getting into trouble on their job for things that they said or things that they wrote, social media posts. Again, Dr. Uh, Kamal Kamban for years has told us she shouldn't even have these social media pages uh, unless, you know, you're going to be under a pseudonym that is well hidden, well conceived, and you're not pals, friends and all that with people that you work with. Uh, unless that's the case, I wouldn't even be on any of these platforms. Uh, and for that very reason, he said it could probably cause you some problems uh, for your job. You've been seeing that for a long time now, a number of years now, uh, folks getting in trouble for something that they wrote online, social media wouldn't have all those accounts wouldn't be if you if you want to have those accounts need those accounts to say whatever you want just make sure it is not attached to your you know legal name how you're known on your job and you're not friends with any of your folks at work uh let's see read one email and then we'll get to folks who dialed in so international uh folks uh around the world hanging out listening in workplace racism major problem Uh, So first email, Uh, one of our our investors, he writes in uh, conversations over the past two weeks. Number one, text from racist suspect coworker pictures text to me from street outside coworkers, residents of black, uh, black lives matter riot in quote Uh, text caption sent with pictures, riot police out with tear gas downtown me interesting is that the view from your house racist suspect yes they look like a bunch of mostly white guys neo-nazis lots of tattoos me get back inside (laughs) right on if it's if this is a suspected racist i don't even know if i would rush him to get back inside like they might be his brethren like he might not be unsafe Number two, non-white co-worker in a... Oh, man. Number two, cowbell. Non-white co-worker in a tragic arrangement chases me down the hallway to start a conversation. <sighs> Rapidly talking and out of breath. That guy died. No blood to the brain? Can that happen? Me. It happens. I walk away. Brilliant. What did I just say? You are not paid to have these conversations, not even with another black person, even if he had been married to a black female who has, you know, a black father, black mom, four black grandparents, eight black grandparents. I don't care. Uh, It would be nothing to say about racism. Yep. It happens. See if you can get that into one. Yes. Can that happen? Yes. And keep it moving. And why is he running it out? I mean, like, what is going on? What a year it has been. What a year it has been. Why are you running down the hallway? Calm yourself. Out of breath. Hasn't it? COVID-19, they say that's respiratory. George Floyd, Floyd-19, they choked him to death. Hasn't it been? Man, can't even breathe in 2020. Number three. Female suspected racist co-worker with a smile on her face. You should get an award for consistently wearing a mask. (laughs) 
brilliant. That's the response. No question. Do I need to, to say something? Respond? I'm chilling. NPR, I mean, I wouldn't say this to them, but I mean, NPR, they just had a report this week. Uh, health officials were saying, hey, seems like it might be a good idea to wear these masks. Might be helpful. Rona might be hanging out in the background for a while. Keep a mask on. White person, race soldier, making light of a black person trying to be safe in the workplace might be an act of racism. I said a lot of black self-respect is just going to come down to, you know, doing things to protect your safety and health for this year. Seems like there might be a whole lot of that. People ridiculing you for trying to do things that are safe or being concerned about your health might be ridiculed uh, for that this year. Folks calling you, you know, names and such, trying to make a joke uh, out of it. No need to respond to that either. In addition to wearing a mask required by the job, (laughs) that that would even be, wait a minute, if we're required, shouldn't everybody, again, you don't need to say anything, but just shouldn't everybody be wearing a mask if it's required by the job? Who are the people that don't have to follow policy and procedure here? Maybe I don't need a reward. Maybe they should be reprimanded, not being concerned about the health and well-being of their colleagues. But he writes, in addition to being required by the job I also wipe down my work area with a disinfecting wipe supplied by the job daily not required when I first arrive laptops phones door chain door chair door handles I saw this done by the US military as a part of their COVID-19 protocol when they arrived for duty in the missile silos and decided to adopt it take it serious I love it I love it You got some white people who apparently are taking this seriously. I have purposely tried to keep my responses limited and have not gotten into any long conversations regarding the events of the past months. Bravo. That is spectacular. (laughs) Social distancing. We're not supposed to be hanging out in the hallway. (laughs) Panting on people anyway. Put your mask on and go sit down. You can drop an email, send a text message. We got all this 2021st century uh, technology. You don't need to be coming over here with your anybody, really. White person, non-white person. Uh, panting to ask me about George Floyd or how to use the copier or anything else. Like, uh, Let me go sit down and keep your mask on. But no need to have long drawn out conversations uh, if folks are trying to pull you into that to talk about anything really other than the job like let me make it before I even utter a syllable let me make sure do I need to say anything did they ask me a question is this related to the job are they being serious let me run that through and then if I do need to answer let me make my response as efficient as possible. I'm not going to sit up here and talk all day long. Concise to the point. Spectacular. I love it. Take it serious. Mask disinfecting all of that. Take it serious. Take it serious until we have an astronomical amount of, you know, quadruple checked data about what is happening. Take it super serious. Uh, the email is untiljustice at gmail.com and the number is 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, let's see. I will nab uh, 
international we have been the entire time we have been on the system of white supremacy is global throughout the known universe uh some of our folks that are uh hanging out listening in uh let's see our caller in norway has been with us before uh did you have commentary on workplace racism i don't know what's going down on your job uh on your side of the world Uh, i guess we can get our our time stamp let me see if my math is good enough so is it almost 3 a.m. your time? Is it 2.47 a.m. over in Norway? Hello? Yes, sir? Yeah, it's um, 2.47 here in Norway. I went to bed early so I could wake up to join the program. Thank you for today's program. It's good to listen to it. Yikes. Yikes. Rest is important, but wow, we are trying to solve a problem throughout the known universe. The system of white supremacy good to have you on he's been with us uh before our caller in uh norway anders private his cousin you can call there. me you can call me kamal 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 yeah. and i sing it correctly kamal yep gotcha uh so awesome to have you with us sir uh workplace racism what what is going down uh in your work occupation over there in norway okay well um I'm a board member for a university, and uh, for the past two months I've been in, in Norway. They've been um, one of it's it's a country that has a lot of uh, money put aside. So students who work at the uni- student university students that lost their part-time jobs were compensated by the government, almost like thirty thousand kroners. But international students uh, aren't considered um, in the same way. So I've been working behind the scenes to support the International Students Union to to get some support for international students. And almost every university, every major university has like put aside 10,000 kroner grants. That's a third of what the Norwegian students are getting. 10,000 kroner one-time grants for international students. But I've failed to get my own university to provide that for international students, and I suspect it has it might have to do with me that um that my the leader the leader of the university knows that I'm behind this happening around other places and is comes and and now i'm on I'm on his university board and brought it up three times and I keep getting first time was a pleasant response thank you for bringing this up second time oh the government is helping them and I asked oh well then probably we can have a survey be made for our international students at this university and then uh, yesterday I asked what's happening it's been two months and since then I'm Every every major university has done something, and the answer he gave the board was like um, he made it seem like most of the international students have went home, and the Norwegian students have it hard. And uh, my my colleagues on the board found it very strange, but they it's very confusing. I suspect it has something to do with uh, me. That uh, they don't want, he doesn't want to give me a win 
he doesn't want to be pushed to spend money on supporting international students because then he would have given it to what uh, my politics is. Um, I spoke to the uh, the leader of the students yesterday privately and um, made a mistake and spoke about my feelings and racism. And he his response was that uh, racism is going to be the new Me Too movement. And the student leader is a white male. So I, I'll leave, I just left that comment, I'll just leave that comment where it is. Um, and then uh, just before, as I woke up, I saw a message from someone asking if I wanted to meet and talk about things, white female. Um, and here in Norway, there have been massive demonstrations. The African Students Union organized a demonstration last week uh, to match with the George Floyd demonstration. And it was they planned for only 50 people at the American Embassy, and 30,000 people signed up on Facebook. So there's a big thing in the news about how they're going to do, you know, this is going to be breaking the restrict the, the, the lockdown and so on. They made an arrangement with the police and the authorities. Okay, we'll have only 50 people two meters away from each other at the, at the embassy. We'll select those people. And then um, elsewhere in Oslo, they will have 750 people forming a big circle. And they informed everybody who had signed up. That's what's going to happen. And people are like, "Fuck!" Excuse me. They were like, uh, "Hell no! We're going to we're going to march on the Parliament building." That's what happened. Fifteen thousand people ended up being at the Parliament building, and um, this was organized by the African Students Union at uh, the University of Oslo, and it was attended by lots of white. Lots of people classify themselves as white, and um, also there seem to be a, quite a few articles on Facebook about people, non-white people, talking about their experiences with racism. Some non-white people saying, "I've been saying this for years. Here's a book that I wrote." Um, a lot of discussion and so on, but the prime minister said, uh, before the demonstration went out, the Prime Minister said, um, yes, there's uh, more police interactions with non-white, with black people in America because they're, um, they do more criminality. And this is a white female who is known to have had a boyfriend, an African boyfriend when she was a student, when she was a student politician. So I thought that was interesting. Um, she's known to have had an um, um, African boyfriend and that she says something like this. So it's clear that those two things, uh, that doesn't that love did not stop the practice of racism. She 
So yeah, so people responded to that, and you know, there are some non-white politicians, lo- you know, local also politicians have been like responding to her and saying that she should apologize and so on. And what I've seen her say is that, well, the statistics show. Um, you know, I'm just saying what's the statistics show. So. She's a conservative politician. Her party won after Obama was elected, as many of the far right movement, you know, you know, they all got motivated when Obama got elected. So she, her party, has been in power for the past six years. And um, yeah, so she said true. She referenced statistics on why people are talking about racism more often, and they're saying this is what's happening to me. And um, I'm skeptical of all of it. Uh, my response has been to stay at home and make um, and to study the ISIS papers. Uh, so I've, um, but I also wanted to have some community. That's why I, come, you know, attempted last week to join the cows program, but I fell asleep. But I've been on uh, three or four Facebook groups, and uh, um, three or four or five Facebook groups for that black people have for Dr. Welsing or Mr. Fuller or against you know some Ivan Van Sertimer or another one called The Destruction of Black Civilization, that book that Chancellor Williams wrote. And so I've been there and been looking at the discussions, seeing how much, what kind of understanding people have. And I thought that the one, the Facebook group on Dr. Welton would have just people that read her book, because how else would they have known about her? Uh, but that didn't turn out to be the case. I can talk about my experiences there. But, but my personal, my major response has been to study the ISIS papers and to make videos, five 10-minute videos um, summarizing chapters in the book and so to help um, improve people's understanding. So I use, uh, I summarize the text and I use images that reflect, uh, find images to um, illustrate her text and the points that she makes and I, I felt that that's the way I wanted to contribute to the moment. I'll move my line from here if that's, if you need more time to talk to someone else wow much obliged uh kamal joining us live in norway jeez almost 3 a.m uh so much to share i'm i'm not surprised and i suspect that that should sound familiar uh to some folks uh in the states or wherever uh canada wherever you happen to be you know listening in at um in terms of a vindictive white person on a job where, you know, you're doing something. This is not for you per se, uh, but just, Hey, if you know, this is, this is a global crisis and they are part of our family, the university family. They say that's the type of rhetoric they use. They are part of their family. In fact, for a lot of universities, those international students, woof, those are what you call cash cows. Cause you got to pay even more money if you're an international student. So, you know, why not? look out for some of these but probably got a lot of dark folks there too but why not you know make sure that we're looking out for them the same way we're looking out for folks uh who are norwegian or, or yeah norwegian citizens uh, they don't pay sir they don't what they don't 
nobody pays tuition in Norway. Wow. Look and at I'm that. The, I'm the reason I've been... I'm known for having stopped that for 10 years ago. Wow. And uh, last month, I, uh, he tried to... The, the leader of the university tried to bring it up. And I, st- I put my foot down and everybody else on the board backed me. Because it's a it's called the principle of free education. So it's been... Um, and since this conservative prime minister party came in, they tried to start it up again. But we have so... I've so focused the student movement to stand behind this that it's something that they don't break. It's almost automatic that they were, you know, they were one of the last, we're the last Scandinavian country that has free education. These are the areas President Trump uh, brags and boasts about, Sweden and such. Uh, Man, it would not be these. These are like the the Alpine whites, the whitest of the whites, and they have the lower populations of non-white people in those areas. Uh, but wow, could you imagine free tuition here in the states, or even in Canada, some of the other places where they have you know more dark people? Wow, and so then for you to be the one pushing all this through like I am sure uh, that there are races like this it's getting these niggers in and getting money and now they don't have to pay tuition now he's talking about we got to give them stipends oh I hate him I hate his guts and he's oppressed so I'm sure uh, that that is the case and like I said I'm sure folks around the world can relate to that where you have someone where again it's not even like I'm trying I'm coming in here asking for a raise or a new desk or you know a new vacation something like that extra time off Hey, let's look out for our family. Eh, just because it's you. I don't want to look like I'm giving in to you. I'm losing. They make everything a race. I am race. That's what Dr. Welsing say. I don't make it like I'm losing another one to the Negro. Eh. Uh, no surprise at all about the the white woman, Cowbell, uh, and her antics uh standard operating procedure uh, i think it's great to be measured uh with what you say what you don't say in those environments because you already know that this is someone who is really dangerous not a suspect uh also i think self-reflection say that again man when we get that urge to criticize another victim of racism and how they are responding to the system of white supremacy criticism begins at home the coon that you know the most about in terms of misconduct and misbehavior and not following what needs to be done to replace white supremacy with justice person in the mirror and we all make mistakes we're all still learning myself everybody uh, that's why we still got this problem uh, but just being able to evaluate like man I was in my feelings a little bit today and talking about racism gotta work on that gotta work on that be a little bit more codified it's exactly what I want to say sometimes that's what I do sometimes you just kind of think in advance like this is what I'm going to say and that's it like I'm not going to get on and ramble talking to these white people like it is not time to just be getting up and speechifying specific and I might not even need to say anything because I might like I said you sometimes you have to stop and think like wait a minute do I even need to maybe I'll just do my hmm and leave it at that like as little as possible like I would be really really measured and I'm not here to talk about 
racism, white people, none of that, not trying to educate them. Really measured with what I say. Always great. We can evaluate and see. Oh, I'm going to work on that. Be better for next time around. Uh, the uh, the protest. I don't know. They're doing that here. That's I don't know. Getting together in a circle. And, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they still got the Rona and a whole lot of other things. Being at home and using your time and energy constructively to study Dr. Welsing, try and produce some content, find constructive means of exchanging views with other victims. I think that is much better investment than being outside yelling in the streets, hoping you, well, I don't know if they would be shooting people down over there, but even still uh, being outside yelling in the streets in front of parliament or wherever, I don't know what's going to come from that, but we shall see Uh, much obliged to come out in Norway uh, we'll see if folks have any questions. Take advantage of our global. I guess it's always global. We have uh, B in Canada hanging out with us frequently. And we've had other folks dial in from South Korea and other spots. So uh, folks have either uh, questions, thoughts, uh, and the invitation I had already told Kamal, hang out with us. We have global Sunday talk on racism. I'm so itching uh, next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday, you will not have to be up until 3 a.m. for that one because that's early in the afternoon for that very reason. That's why that program comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific. So for that one, it would be 9 p.m. That's much easier. Don't have to stay up all night. 9 p.m. Norway time uh, Sunday, one week from this Sunday. And we'll be able to, uh, yeah, go into more detail and hear what folks are saying in different spots on the globe. COVID-19, the protests, looking forward to it. Global Sunday talk on racism. Woo, what a year. Uh, let's see. Other folks who dialed in, uh, if you have comments, questions, uh, your own situation to share, line should be open. Uh, Perosi. Ooh, can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Yay! Okay. Thanks for taking my call. Um, greetings, everyone. Okay, so Monday we had, uh, I'm just now chiming in, but we had uh, um, whatever the, let's talk about race. Whoa. So um, the, the person that owns us, he mumbles and stumbles on his words. He had uh, a video, a still picture of a little girl looked like she was about maybe 11, man, not even 11, maybe 8. She was holding a sign, uh, basically saying, we're not saying all, uh, we're not saying only black lives matter. We know all lives matter, um, something. And basically what they're saying is, um, at the end, it kind of said that our lives are in danger. So when he's reading it, he doesn't add that part that black lives are in danger. He says some other word, basically like, oh, well, you know, black, blacks are important or something to that magnitude. And um, that was his favorite sign. And um, he did a, um, included a video recording of a black male behavior therapist. Uh, <laughs> and he couldn't, he had to work. But he basically was saying how he's treated, um, because this is the only window right here. Since they want to talk about race, I guess everyone had pinned up issues, race issues that they don't get to talk about. And maybe, you know, you get cut off in HR. It's not race, you know. But now, since we're talking about it now, uh, he's just expressing how he feels and how he gets belittled just being a, a black male uh, 
technician and um, how he's treated, how they second his, hmm, you know, like, are you sure? That kind of thing. And um, another uh, supervisor, she would be um, supervisor over us, so that's maybe a four-year credential plus the test. She chimes in, woo, and she's like, she wants to say something from third grade, and she's just finally her chance, and she's so excited, and you can just hear the passion, and like, she wants to cry, saying how um, she feels in the field, and there's not a lot of black uh, supervisors, no one, there's not a lot of black anything in the field, because it's a white-dominated field, the education system in itself, and the... uh, disability sex part of it and the white women are kind of you know running it so it you get to vent bad and so the supervisor's like well or the owner of us they're saying well um do you think we need uh you know we're working on stuff you know trying to get stuff together give you guys to you know place to you know talk and you know we're, we're trying to help you guys with our, our privilege and um we're uh you know if you might we're trying to put together some like mental health days and you know we're just trying to see and Maybe a, a day off if you need mental health, and I know it's stressful. I'm not condoning violence or anything, and so that kind of thing. So we had an hour of that, and so it kind of went over. It's like, well, you'll get another chance to talk. This isn't only your only time to shine, so to be continued. But um, yesterday was my last day of work. Woo-hoo! So I lived it. I didn't well, I was hoping they canceled, but they didn't. So the supervisor uh, chimed in on Wednesday. And um, she's there almost two hours until her internet copped out. So of course they do their their extra and they're fighting and doing what they do. A little boy terrorizing me. So yesterday I could take it to my last day. So as soon as I come in, gotcha. You know, <laughs> am I it? Grabbing so, clothes, grabbing you, just like no pulling on the clothes. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to bite you. Like, so the little boy, he maybe stayed in until maybe 30 minutes. He was away from me for about 30 minutes, and we all went on the bike ride. And uh, then we come back in. It was very short because it's hot. So um, they come in, they're juice, want to play whatever it is, maybe tag, some kind of tag. And um, fighting over who's going to be it, fighting over this, fighting over that. So uh, the mom said something to the little boy, and, She's like, okay, so give it to her. And she's no, I'm doing nothing. No, no. It's like, I'm going to do this. I don't care. And then now she's, and then she tried to get him. He's rough kicking her. So they, the sister, she kind of does something. And so they, she brushes it off. The mom, everything is just brushed off. And um, so the sister and the brother are combating each other. And um, so he bites her. And um, so he, and before he bites her, he tries to uh, attack me. So I oh, do oh, oh. over here, go on over there, go over there. So he's real, he's adamant like a, a Rottweiler or a pit. They don't stop. So he's, you know, keeps at it. So then he takes it out on his sister. So he bites his sister. So the mom comes out. No worries about me. But the mom comes out. Did you bite your sister? Hey, right now. Did you? I think you bite. Then she looks at her arm. Hey, that looks like a butt. I told you about that from when you bit me. And this is the problem. And make it right. Make it right. And then so, uh, no, I don't want, she did this. No, I don't want to. No, you're, no. And so she had to take him. He's kicking and 
jumping on her. So before I'm leaving, the little girl, she's going to grab me. Gonna get you. Gonna eat you. You're it. No, I'm not it. Y'all couldn't figure it out. I'm out. I'm not it. I'm out. So then she comes, uh, tries to bite. Like, no biting. No biting. So she's going to actually going for my raw, melanated arm to sink those teeth into me. I'm like, oh, I'm savages. So I flew out of there. Like, oh, oh got to go. I even left a little early. Oh, got to go. You guys can't make up your mind. Next time, see you later. I don't know how much later, but later. So that was it. I left. And I will never see them again unless we so happen to be at the grocery store. Wonderful time. So I'm very excited. I'm going to celebrate next week. And I'm going to take them up on this mental health day. I think I'm going to take a mental health month. And um, that's all. And I'll meet my line. And thanks for taking my call. She's so excited. That's spectacular. Take a mental health month. I love it. I love it. Because and you can include that right there, you know, being terrorized. Delectable Negro. Trying we got the Rona and she's trying to bite you on your bare arm. Like, come on. Come on. That's ridiculous. Uh we just read about that. Worst book ever. Uh Nutritional Destruction of Black People. That was how he closed out, talking about white people being cannibals and all the rest of it. Back up off of me. I've said that before, if you work in a workplace environment where it's young, where they white people bring their children or if you're going into a home situation, very important to have a code to regulate uh, white offspring. Because, I mean, wow, that can be really dangerous. Lots of problems. Then if you say something, they come and are chomping on you and all the rest. Like, whoa, we got the virus. And whoa, did you touch my child? Did you try to rape little gen- I mean, You know, have a code i think some folks have talked about that directly like they're going to do you know installation or what have you they got to work on the wires or anything like that like ma'am this is going to be a dangerous procedure to ensure my safety make sure i can get the work done make sure that the dog stays here or your children stay here or whatever it is like have a code about that Oof, man but i'm so thankful that you can get the heck out of there don't have to see them anymore like total terrorists uh, delectable negro just keep doing that i'm gonna bite you I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. And try to, I mean, <laughs> anyway, but the mental health and all that aspect, them said they're going to let you shine. We shall see again. I would have either specific questions uh, about the work in general, or it's just if it's specific information that you think they can give you that would be helpful to you. I would have questions. If it's a specific mental health day, month, week, whatever it is, uh, if it's a request for something re- constructive, which would still be a question. But other than that, like, oh, no, I'm not getting up. I'm not going to take 20 minutes uh, and talk about the time that I didn't get the job or I got called a nigger. I'm good. I'm good. Let's let's get Don't We have some other clients. Do we have new children on the intake or, you know, much obliged Bay Area mom great job so thankful you're safely out of there man the uh, number again 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate I will share one quick email and then check in other folks who dialed in uh, if you have comments questions to add let's see 
Next person. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, so this person says, I don't work directly with Dana Carney, white woman, suspected racist, but she practiced racism when she responded to me. I simply asked her for the names and workplaces of all the racists she knows and this is how she responded. Now Dana R. Carney uh, was a guest on The Cow, so let's see. She responds, well first of all we are all biased. Didn't say racist. In the research so many of us have done, what seems to matter more than implicit bias is whether you care to control it, whether you are internally motivated to control your prejudice, not racism, reactions. This essentially blocks the pollution in our minds, pollution that none of us were born with from turning into racist words. Now we got racist words. We got pollution, bias, prejudice. (sighs) Uh, Pollution, that'd be a metaphor too. Uh, But to answer your question directly, we as scientists don't usually collect identifiable information on participants. We aren't allowed to. You have to seek uh, special permission from a review board at your university to do so. And you need a damn good reason for it. So in our studies, we don't know names, workplaces or anything like that. We have age, race, ethnicity, gender, identity and sometimes political affiliation. I would insert my buckets and buckets of words at this point because I mean, you do all these research studies and everything, which is totally true. But I mean, you work with right people, right? Like you have white colleagues at the university and such who practice racism. I'm sure you have had jobs throughout your life. Like she's not uh, Dana Carney is not like a 20 year old white woman. She's not a 15 year old white woman. Like she has an extensive work history. So you could reflect back over that time. We don't have to talk about people in your studies and just say, let's see. Oh, Bill. Oh, he was for sure a racist. I, I haven't been around it, but I could see Bill is probably somebody saying oh, Floyd 19. He would love that one. I remember old Bill Susan. I re- Come on. She continues, uh, but that's it. I can tell you some good news, even though almost all of us have racism deep in our unconscious mind. Almost all of us? Really? Come on now. Uh, Deep in our unconscious minds, many more of us do not want to be racist for internal personal reasons. And that motivation to not be racist predicts more behavior than the damn pollution in our brains in the first place. A lot of profanity. That is the only good news I can offer. And it does seem like white people, including me, are realizing what white privilege truly is when we did not understand before the ignorant white person. We can never understand. (laughs) Dude can never. But at least people are listening and trying to understand. (laughs) She was a guest on the cows in 2010 and she did uh, a little better job of being logical because that's just a lot of a white woman, a very informed, not ignorant white woman who has a doctorate and is paid a lot of money to do studies and research uh, and talk in a confusing manner about white supremacy racism. There you go. I'll post uh, the the link so folks can see her visit to the cows. Woo! Much obliged, sir. Uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have comments, questions, proceed. Hi, Gus. Greetings, B in Toronto. Yes, ma'am. Greetings to you, callers and listeners. Um, congratulations, Bay Area mom. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that you've been 
waiting for this moment and justly so um, working with uh, families can can be very very frustrating and um, and there is terrorism abound uh, within the household um, often with quite a number of white families uh, that one is assigned to. So I'm happy that you're able to leave that plantation and, um, you know, I hope that uh, there will be um, a, a more positive um, uh, situation for you in the future. Um, and definitely take advantage of the mental health leave. Um, self-care is so important. Um, I was I was also thinking that during this time um, that quote unquote white people are now listening, um, or so they claim, uh, it would be um, ideal to uh, ask even further um, further inquiries around promotions and to definitely um, submit your resumes for promotions and uh, see just how many um, uh, black people they do actually hire. So wherever a promotion is, uh, a promotional opportunity is had, definitely um, go for it. Uh, That's what I would suggest. Um, For myself, um, I'm, I'm better today um, and the last few days than I was last Friday. Um, however, I do have a report. Uh, on Wednesday, June 10th, um, the employer decided to call me, uh, the program director, to advise me that I was not going to get paid for this pay period, uh, which was to be on June 15th, which... Um, which really shocked me uh, because of the fact that um, I did have sick days, but I was told that because I've used up all my sick days, uh, that's why I will not be receiving any payment for June 15th. So for a short period of time, I went into a panic because, of course, I need to go and pay bills. And um, ironically enough, uh, when I contacted... Um, the government uh, regarding the um, emergency uh, measures funding, I qualified for it. Not only did I qualify for it, but I actually ended up getting more than what I would have been paid and got it early. So um, so luckily, um, I was able to access resources there. Um, and uh, it was to my offspring that reminded me of this when I was in a temporary moment of uh, panic mode. Um, and then it, I began to reflect on just how much, yet again, black lives are so fragile in that in a moment's notice, moment's notice, death can happen. And um, that's why when I, again, when I hear about white fragility, 
it has no substance. Um, in fact, if I should ever hear about white fragility again, I my code is going to be that there is no such thing as white fragility, but there is such a thing as fragility within black lives because of the adverse effects of white supremacy. Um, I did participate in an interview uh, last week, so I'm awaiting word. They were um, going to the references, so I was waiting word to see what happens. I didn't hear anything today, so hopefully Monday I might hear something as to the result. Um, and also, in listening to the um, into the snippets of the uh, of the interviews and the the newsreel, um, just at the beginning of the show or the podcast, I was um, I was also reflecting on how much I abhor the statement um, no no whatever it is is perfect. And the reason I abhor that statement is the fact that it's it's not about being perfect. It's about doing what's right. They're completely two separate things. Being perfect is such an ambiguous term. It has um, expectations that are unattainable um, because it is relative to whomever that ambiguous term means to that person or group, um, much like the word hope is is very ambiguous. And um, so as part of my code, I'm also going to include that whenever I hear someone say nobody's perfect or no company's perfect, um, I, will re I will respond in... Um, Perfection is not the issue. Doing what's right is the issue. Um, but yes, I think now, as any other time, but more so now, um, I feel that we should take as much opportunity to press for what we want. Um, so in particular, when it comes to the promotions and the trainings, Definitely um, ask about those and definitely go for them. Um, thank you, and I leave the line. Ask for things we need and want that are compensatory investment requests. Like, that's a great time for them. And then just on the job specifically, promotions, trainings. Oh, hit me in the heart. Training promotions things that will advance your career things that will force you to update your resume oh i love it i love it i love it ask and man if 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 you are asking people who can supply who can make this happen the person who can boop, put his john hand put his or her john hancock down and whoop, whoop, you are certified signed up for training starting on july 3rd person who can make that happen the person promotion all right we got it. or raise all right we got it the person who can make that happen if they don't want to do it why not 
detailed. But yeah, I love it. Take advantage, ask questions. Um, that is so jarring. Like to be, imagine that, be in a workplace situation and not, you know, I, I took a holiday to go hang out in the Bahamas, you know, do my thing for a little while. Go do some skiing in Aspen for a bit. No, I took mental health days because of depression and white supremacy racism. And the Ronan add that too. Under those circumstances, I'm called out of the blue. Oh, yes. Uh, by the way, you're not going to be paid for this week. I hope you are feeling great and your mental health is outstanding. Toodles. <laughs> Do what? Set up to fail like all the time uh, in the system of white supremacy. That is what around pay, all of that set up to fail her uh, son man offspring sometimes are are doing it big he has been super helpful uh, in coming in to get her out of the house and then figure out oh wait a minute can call and and Justin uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the good folks up here in the Canadian government they uh, have got a few safety nets for us let's let's fill out a few paperwork and got it early not sitting around twiddling her thumbs got it early that's spectacular I'm glad to have some good news that's awesome uh, but that's so trifling like I, I don't want to minimize that that is so trifling I mean in a world where it, in a year where it's been lots of trifling and tacky antics like wow that is so uh, I mean it could have been way worse than trifling like disastrous like man system of white supremacy uh, I'm glad to hear you are doing better uh, no thanks to the folks on your job but I'm glad to hear you're doing a little bit better uh, this week I hope it you know is kind of like an exponential growth type thing where you know this time next week you'll be even better like moving forward and yeah back on working on the exit strategy to get the heck out of there um, man uh, let's see The I'll get in one more email real quick so I can make sure I get all those in until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail.com uh, alright uh, victim of racism uh, black female caller she writes I think I'm finally able to understand that tackiness besides racism is their culture my work from home job had another meeting after work hours and nothing was clarified they purposely dodged questions the meetings are done on Microsoft Teams so that chat rooms uh, the chat room is filled with employees posting memes and making not funny jokes during the oh <laughs> Floyd 19 I know not and I, didn't I say this somebody posted something about the Zoom conferences and I said that's all we did for 2020 uh, what, are, what are the patterns that I've seen for 2020? White people and guns. That is a enormous one. for the, Since March, since all this started with the Rona, white people, just large numbers, growing numbers, where this is not even you know unusual anymore. White people out in the street with guns for any reason. Mad about the Rona. Mad about face masks. Mad about the protesters. Mad about anything. Out in the street with guns. Maybe in large, in all kinds of guns. Assault rifles, you name it. That's one. Zoom misconduct, writing swastikas and penises. I just wrote that today. That's what we did. That's what we did for 2020. Swastikas and penis on the Zoom conference. Didn't read any books. 
didn't go crazy on Netflix. I guess they did some binge drinking. They did report that. But the big thing, man, I got on Zoom. Those niggers tried to have a meeting and I put about 50 penises up there. Then I got a few swastikas and Floyd 19 jokes. I think I'm finally able to understand that tackiness besides racism is their culture. Look at Zoom. Continuing. Now, this is blatant. When you go into the workplace system, there are reviews and awards being given to the same three people on the same day. They are looking for a promotion so they don't have to work and just drink wine all day. But these side chats where they get together to help each other out is pretty obvious. I did notice a black woman in there giving praise to a white female, but none of the white females gave any rewards or trophies to the black <laughs> It's not funny, but wow. I mean, she did say it was blatant. She did say it was blatant, but they gave no rewards or trophies to the black woman. No rewards or trophies to the black woman. She said it was flagrant. And I think we've heard a number of patterns of this on people who've been on uh, different type of uh, telecom uh, teleconferences and what have you. And they said, you know, a black, either a black person, their face was up and the people were making jokes about the person or jokes about their hair or jokes about their background. And that's what Floyd 19, like I said, uh, that has been rampant uh, in addition to all the penises and swastikas, too. But I mean, <sighs> continuing, I started another work from home job as a contact tracer for the virus in the biggest hotspot as far as what I am seeing is that many black people are getting infected due to the nature of their occupations but everyone I spoke to had no symptoms I just need to pause right there that's one of the things I've said consistently where people uh, the folks who think there's no virus and all the rest of it just the work aspect alone would be enough because that's something they've reported worldwide black people having those type of jobs and just from the people who've called in even if I didn't have those reports just from listening to the folks who call in and write in man it seems like a whole lot of black people they are not hanging out at home writing penises on zoom conference they are at work whatever it is uh, if they're you know doing drives deliveries essential so called essential uh, workers disposable workers uh, one of our listeners said they're out at the job I know we have had some folks who've you know, been at home. They've had great codification for being at home and all that. But I mean, a lot. I think most of the folks who've been calling in and such, they have had to you know, continue to go into the office or wherever their you know, work location is. That is enormous uh, in terms of what they've been reporting about this virus all around the world. Number of folks participating on this call that are not in the U.S. could you know, speak up if Gus is talking nonsense continuing uh, had no symptoms that was what she said infected because of the nature of their work and had no symptoms I still have to do more research as I just started but I do believe my suspicions will be confirmed after a while as far as workplace racism goes the only thing I notice here is the clear racial hierarchy as to who holds what positions the upper management is white middle are white people who speak Spanish <sighs> She didn't say Latino. She didn't say Latin X, Latin X. She didn't say Latinas. She didn't say Hispanics. Latin speak. She said white people who speak Spanish. 
Hit me in the heart. Love it. Love it. Love it. The community specialists are older white women and the contract tracers are non-white people and black people. Nobody really knows what they are doing. But every time I ask the supervisor something, he will say one thing. But the next day, the rules will be revised to reflect what I asked. (laughs) You don't even have to be competent. You don't even have to know the rules or anything, give out constructive information. And he might be purposely giving you incorrect information. That happens a lot, you know, to, uh, that happens a lot in the system of white supremacy workplace and beyond uh, where white people deliberately just give us false information and, you know, try to mislead us. Dana R. Carney, didn't I just post it? <laughs> Dana R. Carney, that happens a lot. So he might be doing that deliberately. He might have already got the email about what the new policy is going to be. Oh, okay. And then you go and send them the Oh, what is that? Oh, yeah. You know, do such and such and tell the exact opposite and then crack up laughing. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Floyd 19. I think I'm finally able to understand that tackiness besides racism is their culture. Mr. Fuller, he said, it doesn't get any better than tacky. Yeah. Context of white supremacy. This is neutralizing workplace racism. The number is 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, If you can't uh, dial in or, you know, are concerned uh, the email is until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail.com we can share anonymously all that if you have suggestions or if you have your own uh, predicament that you would like uh, us to try to share logic try to help solve problems without creating new problems we will try our best to do so uh, let's see uh, other folks with us uh if you have commentary to share, if we missed you totally, feel free. Yeah, I'll be heard. Uh, caller in Florida, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to just the host, the listeners, and callers. I uh, have uh, a list of incidents I'd like to share really quick. Uh, my first is. Uh, I'll begin with, I think uh, you were mentioning earlier, no, I think, well, maybe that was the Mr. Fuller sound clip about making the comparisons. Um, when, because I only worked two days this week, so toward the end of the, the, end of the day, there was a, a little meeting going on with the supervisor and one of the two new uh, white employees uh, and this person I believe started in close to the end of December going on into the new year and I, I believe it looks like he was just doing his review to be taken off the probation and so he comes out so I give the supervisor the receipt for going to the post office and uh, he said, yeah, looks like I got the job. Looks like they ain't going to fire me. And I said, okay, all right, all right, that's good. Well, so kept it short. And then I 
turned and went to the desk. Uh, and what do you know? A click member, she uh, submits a comment, and she says, how are you going to get fired on your day off? All right? So many people may know where that line is from. Uh, a movie with black cast members. <laughs> so uh, I jot that one down because I'm thinking, dang, this, this guy's at work. He's not even off of work or away from the job, but you still have to say that comment. Now, that may have had something to do with me being around, but I didn't even respond. So my, my next to add to this comparison is that in another department, there's a black male that uh, started there last year, and he's been working there like three or four months before the white guy. So, I mean, this is blatantly obvious that it's racism. So I'm hearing that the supervisor was saying to him that, oh, well, the reason why you haven't been taken off of probation is because of the pandemic. Yeah, but the supervisor in the area that I'm in was able to take the white person off. All right? So uh, definitely racism being practiced right there. So I'm guessing this person is going to go talk to uh, one of the people in charge. I, did, I, I suggest that the person don't go talk to the black person. I think we'll talk to the white person because he doesn't have any power like that in my, you know, in my observation or opinion or whatever. Um, my third one is there was uh, a time about maybe two days ago, yeah, on Wednesday, I was sent a text message about having to come in, come into work possibly, you know, because someone called in. All right, and I guess uh, the other person, you know, child was sick or whatever, and uh, I got a real early text in the morning. So <laughs> I waited to respond. So as I waited, she sent the second one, saying, "Oh well, you know, uh, I, I tried to, I tried to contact another person." She, you know, said another employee name, and she doesn't. She she is unable to find a babysitter. And I respond, and I said, "I said good morning. I'm unable to come in. I'm about to go out of town." So, and I ended it with two questions. I said, who's scheduled to come in today, number one? Number two, isn't Blank coming in? Isn't she scheduled? I don't get an immediate response. She responded by maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes later. And she says, well, yeah, she's coming in, but she has to cover the marriages or whatever. But she didn't answer that question of how many who all is coming in. So that right there alone let me know that it was more people coming in than uh, she may have seen. Or it's enough people coming in that can facilitate the jobs that I do. All right. So she said, well, I'll see if I can work out 
these three names to see if they can cover the front with the phone, with the phones. So just by asking the question, she was like, oh, all right, see you next week. That's it. Just asking two questions, not just one, two of them. It was a double hit, like double whammy. All right. So just by doing that, she just she ended up saying, see you next week. Um, my number four is uh, racist terrorism. I came in on Tuesday morning. And I was putting the lunch bag that I have through the uh, security machine where they have this technology to see if, you know, whatever you have in your bag or whatever. So I put it through the machine and I'm about to get it off of the belt. And this uh, race soldier, he says, Oh, you know, you can't bring that gun in here. And he was, you know, giggling or whatever. So I looked him in his eye, all right, and I took, because I have a mask on or whatever, so I took the bag off of the belt. And then I went upstairs, and I went to the supervisor, the first one. And it was full of people, and I said, I want to make a report. I said, uh... Somebody just accused me of having a gun and said, don't bring that gun in here. So she kind of just shook her head. And then the response she gave me, she said, was it the white guy? Was it the white guy with the white shirt on? She already knew who it was. So I said, yeah, that's him. Uh, and she says, you know, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. So I'm going to send a report to the chief deputy or whatever. So I said, uh, is Blaine coming in? The, I, I went over her head. Like, is, is he coming in today? Oh, uh, are you still there, calling Florida? We your volume your volume went out for a little while. Um, we uh, when you said on which part? Uh, when you said you went over her head, uh, you were asking if uh, Blank is there today, and then your volume dropped out. Okay, can can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you clear now. Yes, sir. I, I was saying that I was going to go above her, over her head, and ask for the the main clerk to speak to him because you know I don't really talk to her, the uh, warden or whatever. So she sends me an email saying that she said good morning, and then she says that he is going to be in today, uh, and I apologize for use the word unnecessary comments all right and so i respond and i say thanks for the follow-up and i said this is to be expected and these type of flagrant acts support racism and it was a short sentence and that was the way that i worded it so i didn't get a response after that one so the guy was the main person he walks through and I, uh, he says, Oh, Hey, how's it going this morning, sir? I said, uh, you know, I had a rough morning. <laughs> I had a rough morning. So he's like, Oh, say, say you say you bounce a bat right now. I said, I'm trying to get this work done, but, uh, we wanted to, you know, run something by you. And he said, so what's going on? I said, uh, I had somebody make a comment to me this morning and I was uh, putting my bag on the, conveyor belt 
and the guy accused me of having a gun. He said, don't bring that gun in here with a smirk on his face. And then, like, he just, his face just dropped. Like, he just looked around like, my goodness. So, um, he said, thanks for letting me know, and uh, we're going to be getting on him again, you know, whatever that means. So, uh, I didn't see the person for the rest of the day. I don't know what happened to him. So, um, he apparently works with the same sergeant that I mentioned about the same. All right. So, uh, she came back and talked to me again, that saying that she did end up reporting it. So I don't know if they were going to get in contact with anyone else or not, but that happened on Tuesday. Uh, and I have one more. There was a Facebook post that I want to read by one of the Quake members. And it says, can we stop judging by race and start realizing it's a class thing? I know some black folks I would put my whole life on the line for. I also know some white folks that I wouldn't think about saving. There, I said it. That that was the post. Now, I read that, like, that don't make any sense because you can guarantee that this person is around white people most of the time. All right? And then when she brought the white baby into the courthouse, the baby scrunched up his face at the black people that was around. So, um, and one last thing, I'll be on my ninth year as of tomorrow. So that'll be nine years, um, at the courthouse. And I've been calling this show for seven of the nine. So that's all I have. Thanks for allowing me to share. Wow. That is, uh, what? Racist generally generally do not intend what they told president oh they didn't even intend to have president obama get eight years right they said that a lot of them at the beginning like one term president we will give you four and we're kind of upset about that that's what our current president one term let's get him out of here he's not even a citizen man and kenyans over here messing up things but uh congratulations nine years man i hope you get as many more as you like as long as it's comfy and you know you are satisfied and such as many more as you like to have and hopefully with lots and lots and lots of promotions along the way um what wasn't wasn't it uh covid covid 31 wasn't that the fellow there he said we got covid 31 in the corner here we got covid 47 right there wasn't that that was you yeah yes sir he said covid 27 covid 31 Oh, her COVID is worse than yours, so don't don't feel bad. <laughs> we got Floyd nineteen, we got COVID thirty one. I mean, pfft. racist jokes, joking about the Rona. I mean, that's how, that's what I said. Two thousand twenty. That's what we did in two thousand twenty. White people toted and bought guns. We made racist jokes on Zoom and then came into work. And COVID thirty one, Floyd nineteen. That was how we spent two thousand twenty ridiculing black people for wearing face masks that's how we spent 2020 <sighs> let's see uh the fired on your day off what 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 is uh what does that idiot say he says white people cannot be ignorant <laughs> about racism and that we got an extra double whammy because uh that means, and I have known a whole lot of white people 
they love them some Friday. I mean, wow. I have known mm-hmm. lots. And I mean, white people love black entertainment. They cannot miss a coon flick. I mean, we had uh, a Klansman on the program, Johnny Lee Clary, in 2009. He said he loved Sherman Helmsley. He used to love the Jeffersons, would have his clan hood and everything and put it down. Oh, Wheezy, she is a hoop. System of white supremacy. So, no, I'm not surprised, click member or no, that I know every line of Friday. Oh, Chris Tucker is my favorite in the world. I love Ice Cube. That's number one. The two of that, that's why we got the double whammy. The two of that is... Oh, yeah, that sort of thing, because there's been so much of that where you'll be at work. Again, this is the courthouse, right? Supposed to be kind of serious somewhat, I guess. Uh, We're at the courthouse, and for her to make a comment like that, you're just strolling through. You're there. Would she say that if it was just white people? If the warden was there in place, it was just them? Would that have been the time for her to bring up? How you going to get fired on your day off? Really? And like I said, it's been a lot of those where they will bust out with their whatever they think is the new ghetto slang and popping and uh, bringing you. And it's always something tacky. Exactly. It's always something tacky and trashy. uh, That's going to be the reference and how they associate uh, to black people. So, yeah, I totally think it's uh, white supremacy, racism, and even uh, that comment being made uh, and, and because you were present. If you had not been present, I seriously doubt she would have said that. Uh, let's see. Incidentally, uh, speaking of Friday, Ice Cube was just on line uh, talking about the protests in Seattle. He was telling them that they should get a broom and clean up things. Uh, it should. He said, you should get a broom and clean up so it doesn't look like a war zone. And I chuckled because I was just down there and I said it looked like a war zone. I was terrified. But anywho, Ice Cube, <laughs> victim of racism. Uh, next, let's see. Uh, asking questions. That is Hall of Fame. Asking questions. You do not have to get upset if you can just keep your composure. It can go a long way. Keep your composure and think of what are the best questions to ask. White, that's a huge thing we've had on workplace racism over the years. White people doing things to try to pass their work off onto black people being super late. We've had so many people write in and call in about that being lazy, shiftless racists. Uh, they come in and find a way I can push more of my work off on this. I got penises to draw. I don't want to do all this. Why I get this nigger to do it. Uh, can you come and stay? Can you come in and work? We need a little, and uh, just questions. How many folks are, are working? It's Oh, 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 hmm. uh, you know what? I, I think I think uh, I think we got it covered because you know uh, she is actually going to be coming in this evening and ask who is scheduled to work. Uh, oh yes, yes, Kim is is actually Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're good. Asking questions, asking questions. I hate him. All you have to do is ask questions sometimes, and things can take care of themselves quickly. Didn't have to say I don't want to work. Y'all don't pay me enough. I got things. That, da, 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 da. Just ask two questions. Boop. Everything is done. Spectacular. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, the whew, 
the gun situation in this context you got the president he's upset law and order I'm upset you got looters looters turn to shooters right just say he's super upset about Seattle man in this context why is that funny why is that a joke to be accusing you of coming in are you an active shoot all the active shooter nonsense that we had before the Rona and everything else why would that be something to joke about in fact the first thing I thought of was Gavin De Becker. that book is not in my top 10 but wow I reference it a lot on workplace racism we did read it uh, several listeners suggested that we read it so I guess you know they were right they knew what they were talking about man he talks about that exact sort of thing people making inappropriate comments and all comments about firearms and guns unless that's a part of your job like you're an enforcement officer or something where you or security or something you work at a firearm store where that's a part of what you do all of that is inappropriate for the workplace particularly in this environment why would I be joking about I'm gonna make it funny he's bringing in you know his water bottle and a salad and I'm going to joke and say that that's a nine mil. Why am I doing that? What's funny about that in any context, really? But what's funny about that? In the courthouse, again, we're not at a brothel. We're not at the casino in Vegas. We're at the courthouse. Why is that something that's appropriate for that work environment? Where you do have armed bailiffs and such often. I don't know if they do at that courthouse, but that's often the case and compile that what he said before he brought it up but I had already wrote it down to bring it like man they had just said oh I got my shank I'm ready for you I am threatened with violence in this workplace that just happened weeks ago didn't even get a resolution on it we had someone who's talking about shanking me now you're saying I'm sneaking a gun in dangerous nigra here love it you don't curse him out cracker what did you say I which might get you shot me they might for real somebody might have heard that oh my god we got a nigger with a gun get him get him you don't do all that you stay calm take a few breaths I'm going to make a report not a grievance I don't have a gripe I don't have a complaint I am not a child I have a report of misconduct white people okay, say it one more time white people are not ignorant about racism that is totally impossible all that lets you know how much nonsense you got right now how many times are you hearing that white people don't understand and they're finally waking up and <laughs> white people cannot be ignorant about racism and the only real piece of evidence that you need about that white people know white people they know white mom and white dad and white grandpa and their white relatives and their white neighbors and their white co-workers now you go in to report something that should be anomalous who's joking about a firearm in this uh, in this context you go in to make a report uh, I was accused of bringing in a firearm to the workplace oh god was it oh god I know She's not confused. She's not, oh, I don't know. Let me think. Can you tell me? Oh, God. Ted, again. Again? I thought I heard. She knew what I was talking about. She's not ignorant. They're not ignorant about racism, white supremacy. And I thought I heard the word again. 
We'll go. Oh, that was the other fellow. Again, we'll go right. talk to him. Uh, what they call that? They call that recidivism. That's what they use in the court context when they're giving us forty years and all the rest of recidivism. You're recidivist, repeat offender, fifty years. So he's a repeat offender. What are the consequences for this sort of behavior in a courthouse? That is why that right there, you got a shank. You're sneaking in a fire that right there. And then when you report the activity, oh, yes, we'll we'll go and talk to him again. Yes, we'll hopefully he won't do it tomorrow. That right there is system of white supremacy, racism. Nobody is ignorant about even when you told the other fella he's not ignorant. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've had to talk to him about this before. Yep. That's what Bob does. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no talk of getting rid of Bob. Apparently, he can do all this, and it's we got more sensitivity training or whatever it is. Florida courthouse. Let's see. Wearing the mask, spectacular. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, when you went to report this here fella uh, for uh, making the <sighs> extraordinarily inappropriate commentary. And you ask if the supervisor is present. I'm going to go talk to this person. And the white woman, oh, he's at lunch. You know, I'll, I'll make a report of it. You say, oh, so he's coming back. They don't. Oh, yes. And she even, she knows, she, again, she's not ignorant. I'm trying to see if I can defuse it. Maybe I can stop this from going all the way. I can just tell him I'll make a report. Maybe I get around to it. Maybe I don't. And we'll stop it right here. Oh, you're going to, oh, okay, man. Yep. I'm sorry I even said, yep, he'll be back at two. Mm-hmm. White people are not ignorant about racism. Uh, and this this is the same courthouse, just pattern of behavior. So he was threatened. Uh, they were going to shank him. Uh, they they accused him. He You're going to break the door. Did you break the door coming in? This sort of thing all the time. Uh, let's see. And then he had the white one. Then the white woman that made the post that said she knows white people that she doesn't care if they die from the Rona or what happens to them. And then she knows black people that, you know, she'll lay down her life for her whole life. Uh, is this the same white woman who made the post about, you know, you're not going to make me wear a mask and the Nazi. Is this the same white woman? The same one. Same, same one. Wow. Wow. Well, and, and have black people clicking on it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I hope they look back, scroll Deception. back. Uh, master deceivers, master deceivers. I, I hope they click back through her social media feed uh, and take a closer look at some of her posts and images. Uh, and even how many black people? I mean, because I'm sure she's got family and friend pics of her, you know, out and about horsing around in Florida. So. Does it look like she hangs out with black people that she would give her whole life for? Because I don't think you're on the list uh, at the courthouse. I think that's those days have passed. But yeah, does she is she hanging out with some her black homies and friends and, you know, doing fun things in the Sunshine State? These are some of the folks that she would give her whole life for. Is it just her? T- you're not going to make me wear a mask. Hmm. And with I this- haven't seen that. I've only seen her just being around white people. Hmm. This is she was the same one that was talking about you protect your family the way you want. I'll protect mine the way I want. And she had her firearm. Is this the same one? The same. That's the same one, too. Come on. 
Come on. Well, I said for the year, white people with guns. I didn't say white men. I just said white people with guns. This sounds like this would be one. She would exactly be one. That's exactly who's been out in the streets the whole time. The Rona is a lie. You're not going to make me stay at home. You're not going to tell me what to do. I got my assault right the entire time. The threat. That's her. That's her right there. Get out of here. Uh <laughs> That would be and and that's MAGA too, M A G A MAGA. Oh, FOMO years. That's all you need to know. FOMO years. FOMO years. He got Florida rap. I don't think there was a question about that. They having the the convention got moved to Florida. That's a done. She's probably going to the convention. She is probably elated. She'll be uh, excited for the whole month. Go get to see President Trump four more years. Woo context of white supremacy. I'm telling you get a PhD study in white supremacy at the courthouse. Man, you can learn it all. Most importantly, white people are not ignorant about racism. None of them. Wow. Got a boatload this week. Much obliged, sir. Wow. Uh, The number is 605-313-5164. The code 564 nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate um, getting in our emails not for spectators but getting in our, our emails as we chug along as well uh, let's see uh, all right this is our female caller in Georgia right she's called in she had, oh they were having the fireside chats they she called in last week sorry right fireside chat this is one of the workplaces that we, we care about the Negro Negro lives matter we're going to have a talk fireside chat. They called it. We're going to have a fireside chat. And they had a big public uh, statement about racism. And we listen and we're going to, you know, take this serious. All right. So she writes in, I hope everyone is having the best day they can under the system of white supremacy. Right. Poorly. Uh, I listened to the, <laughs> I listened to the fireside chat that I spoke about last week. No, I was not able to ask questions. I guess you were just supposed to email the CEO whenever I am only a seasonal employee. My bad. Not your fault. There was a black female consultant, Desiree Attaway, who moderated the video session. Get those coins, black lady. Indeed. Also, the CEO, white guy that looks like a skinnier version of comedian Russell Peters, uh, head of HR, white lady, and the head of the consumer division, black male, uh, were in the session for a total of four people. The CEO said a few things, then let the consultant moderate. She excused black people from attending the session, understanding the mental health impact this could have on us. By the way, did you do anything special for Mental Health Month in May? I miss stuff from time to time. Not explicitly, I don't think. Other than we have talked about it a little more. We should do that. Continuing, she asked how the executives were feeling. CEO shared what happened after email was sent out. Uh, oh, I read that email last week. Okay. Uh, he received feedback from black employees about their work and life race, racist experiences. That is exactly what I've said we should not be doing. Uh, this is not the time uh, I want to sit and tell you about the time I was called a nigger, even if it happened on this job. This is not the time, uh, generally speaking. Continuing, he never understood... <sighs> 
ignorant white man. He never understood the burden of black employees until he received the feedback. Similar response from white human resource lady. She couldn't believe that she did not know about these types of things over the years. I can estimate that all these individuals were at least in their 50s. Especially since two of them explicitly stated their age. So that would mean 19 born in 1970. Live, that means they would have been an adult, not a child. They would have been a functional adult when like Rodney King happened and a whole lot of things. OJ Simpson. The division head black male shield shared vague trauma stories, but no specific details. The black male expressed sentiments he received from black employees. He called them brothers and sisters and said that sharing helps. <laughs> I want to pause. Uh, pause one second just for uh, Gus's own amusement. Brothers and sisters, my goodness. Let's see. indeed 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 said sharing things help the white people admitted to making mistakes hmm see that implies like that you all of that suggests there's nothing deliberate about this all of this is still going back to oh this was ignorant oh this was an accident I didn't mean to call you a nigra we didn't mean to not give you that promotion all 16 times (laughs) like that's what all of this is suggesting right mistakes these were mistakes and we didn't know uh, the white people admitted to making mistakes and that more mistakes uh, may be made in dealing with the issue. They admitted to assuming that their black friends who worked at the company would automatically want to help black friends. What? I don't and She has that in quotes. <laughs> I don't know what they learned from that, though. The moderator said that allies should apologize for real mistakes and that change should be transformational and not transactional don't know what that means a trashy incident uh oh the ceo admitted that he made a mistake in uh in assuming the black male would automatically want to help deal with the issue he sent a text apologizing and assumed the non-reply from the black male meant he was forgiven he said to the black male during the session I know you better than you (laughs) that's what I've been saying I'm not ignorant about racism white supremacy I know you better than you know yourself I study the negro that's what Clive Bundy said let me read that one more time he said to the black male during the session, I know you better than you. Pause for involuntary spit take, eye rolling, vomiting, etc. I made sure to write that down. I am still deciding whether to report on the ethics hotline. The moderator asked, what were the next steps? The white people said that they need to learn. The company's diversity and inclusion team has created a new team of black employees to tell the company what to do to help black people at the company. The plan should be ready in eight weeks, not 2000 years. I might be gone by then, so I might not find out what the plan is. Darn. One of the longest hours of my life. (laughs) I'm not surprised. It wasn't necessary to share this type of info with you all. I would have passed on this. These Fortune 500 CEOs are, to me, the white 
thought leaders and we need to know what they are thinking saying and doing indeed they did not even bring up the two to one matching for social justice organizations that was mentioned in another email that's uh, like investments and what have you if whatever we donate the company matches it or does even two to one to really you know put some force behind it also there was no mention of how to give feedback for the session the company that pays bonuses based on surveys and sends out almost a survey per week and had sessions where you could complain about the company if you have more questions during the program tonight let me know I'll be listening stay safe and keep up your healthy eating that is all of us healthy eating healthy eating I had a smoothie uh, today it was spectacular Mm, they all are generally speaking uh, but that's about what I thought. She said the longest hour of her life. That's about what I thought. Starbucks, when they did this, uh, I think that was 2015, right? Freddie Gray, it's 2015. They did this. I've never seen where they've done They've done it. I've been on jobs where they've done this. And I said that then. And I didn't even have an understanding of white supremacy racism at all or very little. This is standard operating procedure uh, because... Individual individuals classified as white are not serious uh, about solving this problem. So their efforts are very hypocritical uh, and they're not effective. They're not serious. So it's going to be a lot of this. They might sometimes they might give a good presentation. They might hire some black people. If you are a black person and you can be hired for one of these jobs, take it. No hesitation, no thought. It shouldn't even be, you know, a question. Take the job. But don't go into it thinking like oh yeah these folks are all about solving this problem and we're going to be see what you can learn if you can do some things that are helpful to non-white people great but I mean hey none of this is about really solving this problem if I'm wrong at minimum at minimum there should be a concession well I can understand why he would have that type of thinking given the system of white supremacy I can understand that and we're going to prove him wrong. That's all it would be. We're going to go ahead about the business of producing justice and prove him wrong. And that'll benefit him. So then he can stop saying that. But until then, yeah, take the job, but you don't have any thought that, yeah, this is going to solve any problems or anything. And if you, if you have to go to one of these sessions, if you're going to be compensated, this is a part of your work day. So what I've been saying, you know, I'm not here with expectations that this is going to do anything. If anything, if we can get questions in and about specific ways of improving things for me on the job, if that's more coins, promotion, training, anything, let's get on that immediately. I'm not here to tell you about how many times I was called a coon or anything else. Much obliged uh, female caller in Georgia. Stay safe down there. Governor Kemp, whew, four more years. That's another easy one. Four more years. Uh, the number again, 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. While well, folks are I was just going to see our caller in Norway give our our timestamp. Oof, it's working my brain. So it's 4.13 a.m. in Norway. Oof. Yes, sir. Did you have commentary? Yes. Um, um, 
I was listening to what you said about uh, sometime earlier where you mentioned that there are lots of people putting penises on chat groups and um, of course you have lots of white people going out with their guns and it reflects I'm studying Dice's papers as I mentioned in chapter 8 guns as symbols um, well first of all we um, I'm sure uh, Dr. Welton states that the system of white supremacy is there to, its ultimate goal is to to make sure that white genetic survival is maintained. Uh, Kamal, I did want to make sure, I'm going to let you finish that, but this broadcast is specifically focused on workplace racism. This is not like a general purpose where people just get to talk about any type of thing. I just try to do that because a lot of times people end up deviating to all kinds of things uh, that are not what this broadcast is focused on. So that is what we try to keep the focus on for this program for the one next week. All that. Absolutely. Let's hear Dr. Welsing. If you want to give your analysis and all that, I feel free to finish uh, uh, for sure. We'll, we'll hear the rest of it. Feel free to finish, but that is what our focus is specifically on for this program. Thank you. I'm like half asleep. So I might have lost a bit of focus there. I apologize for that. Um, but, uh, well, all right. my thought is that uh, the, the system is maintained to give them benefits and make them feel better. The corona situation makes them feel more vulnerable. And so they are subconsciously referring to symbols and things that have historically helped them to feel, to compensate for how they're feeling. So a lot of this behavior that white people are doing on the job and uh, reflected about what I've been experiencing in the past two months, it, it's more understandable now that it, this can have, this is just um, some of the psychological foundation of white supremacy playing itself out. So that helps me to um, feel less bad about it and be more understanding. That's all I have to. That's what uh, the commentary I was trying to make. For sure. If the passage is is short, if it's not too long, if you want to go ahead and share, I definitely uh, appreciate folks you specifically being in here. So uh, I don't even know. The sun is almost up. So early. So late. However you process it at that hour uh to share with us so yeah if you want to go ahead and share as long as it's not too lengthy feel free okay well i mean that was all i had to say but i can read uh, a sentence or two from uh dr welson the gun became not only the weapon but developed technology to ensure white genetic survival it also became the symbolic white penis the gun is the all-desired phallus of the white male, which he conceives of being an equalizer to the phallus of black and other non-white males. That's it. The ISIS papers, Keys to the Colors. I just played uh, Dr. Welsing's broadcast from 2014 in the middle of the uh, protests and what have you around Michael Brown Jr. and the Ferguson situation. The Grandcestor, Dr. Welsing, definitely uh, lots of constructive information to help us 
grasp what is happening logical responses things to do i think she would certainly encourage hey stay in stay safe study the system of racism white supremacy so that we can figure out a way to permanently solve this problem that's our cosmic assignment really i think that's what she'd be saying try to stay safe stay healthy so that we can help contribute to solving this problem permanently the grandcester uh let's see uh, other folks, if you have commentary to share, suggestions, uh, star six one. See, <clears throat> folks are still kind of spectating. Uh, Tad, if you have thoughts to share, feel free. Uh, we should be here tomorrow for the compensatory call in 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, we'll catch up on. Wow. What has been. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's been a. Uh, confusing and and chaotic week uh on the system of white supremacy they all are but this week even more so than normal uh we'll try to process uh some wouldn't even be possible to go through everything that has taken place over the past uh week or so even right here in seattle it has been uh downright absurd uh, what has taken place uh drawing the president's ire as i said before it's it's been uh amazing but we'll try to process that'll be tomorrow uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, our global Sunday talk on racism will be a week from this Sunday. I'm so looking forward to having folks from around the globe. Hopefully we can have Kamal back with us uh, in Norway and some of our folks in uh, the U.K. and other spots uh, to kind of assess what is happening. COVID-19 situation, the protests that are happening. They're doing the silliness, pulling down statues uh, in lots of different parts of the globe will be I think super constructive uh, to be able to check in uh, next Sunday uh, much earlier time it'll be 9 p.m. Norway time for those of us in the states Uh, it'll be 3 p.m. Eastern 12 noon Pacific global Sunday talk on racism looking forward to that for June that'll be right I think right at the equinox too like right uh, so called beginning of summer so be a great way to start the new season checking in with non-white people in different spots of the planet uh let's see other folks are folks uh just listening let's see other co- oh let's see retired firefighter commentary to share line should be open should be with us greetings gus greetings to uh everyone uh heard the uh caller from florida's report and uh, if he keeps that up, he will make another 21 years, if that's the retirement uh, part. Uh, yeah, Gus, the uh, 101st and 82nd Airborne is coming to Seattle. Uh, anyway, uh, my report uh, is uh, someone contacted me about... Uh, they uh, received, uh, I don't know what it's called in modern days time on, on uh, your phone, but it's a report uh, suggesting that uh, all of the people on the, uh, on the text uh, suggesting that they observe this uh, YouTube-like uh, uh program uh this fellow employee uh text to uh others uh he is a uh white male 
administrator sending to other administrators. This one administrator happened to be a non-white black person. And uh, the person asked me on, on uh, what I thought about it. Uh, based on the uh, title, I said, well, there's something uh, along the lines of what a white person would call a conservative would be interested in, uh, just based on the title in itself. And uh, that was somewhat exactly what uh, it was about. Uh, this person, this white person, has a reputation for acts of racism uh, on the job, so it's not surprising. Uh, my suggestion was for that non-white person to uh, file it and then bring it up in their first uh, uh, meeting of that week or however often. You know, on every job they have uh, meetings. Uh, on the job that I was on, they call it battalion meetings that would be held at, uh, once every bi-weekly, uh, they would do it. But I don't know how often, but everybody on everybody's job, it has something of that, of that nature. Uh, and put it in the term of a question by stating the particular report and say, does this, is this something that uh, goes along with the rules and regulations of the job. Just put it in terms of a question in front of everybody, including that person who sent it, <laughs> and let them have to answer the question. Uh, before that, something like that took place, uh, the, uh, a person that was, that's in charge, I would, I would figure over just about everybody who got that text, uh, Basically, uh, I was told that uh, they handled uh, the problem. Uh, but a few minutes later, basically what it was going down to was uh, the only thing they're going to do with that particular employee is to, um, is to give them a, some sort of a warning, that sort of thing. Uh, although the person has a, uh, from my understanding, a long history, a long history of uh, such behavior, which is uh, atypical of white people on jobs. Uh, anything uh, that is regard as far as what not to do, and that's, that's uh, included in uh rules and regulations, uh, it has in fine print not meant for me <laughs> as a white person in a lot of cases uh, because they know at worst, at worst uh, that uh, the only thing that would take place is they would get uh, some uh, superficial level of counseling. But then again, you know, in a time like this uh, with... Uh, the system of racism, white supremacy in a lot of places is refining their, uh, 
uh, interaction, uh, it might be a time where with some white people that they would uh, basically utilize the system of racism, white supremacy, we utilize them as, as sacrifices. They may sacrifice that white person. Uh, I don't think so in this particular case, but it probably is happening in the people activity, employ, people activity of employment in a lot of places due to what I'm seeing globally as far as the reaction to uh, the behavior that is going on uh, now. Uh, they feel that it's necessary now to... Uh, uh, to uh, deceive non-white victims of racist white supremacy by showing that they can, quote-unquote, punish a few, a, a small percentage of white people in the people activity of employment. And uh, that's my report. Thank you. Wides, retired firefighter, giving the appearance they are really slick about that, giving the appearance that they're serious about addressing this problem. And Oh, man, we're not going to stand for this anymore. Billy is going to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. He's going to be fired. Why, what, Mr. Fuller, white people don't get fired. They get transferred. Super important right. to... Uh, keep that in mind i'm not aware of too many races like even donald sterling like they did all, i think they got a um documentary film uh coming out about the 2014 nba season that was when the whole donald sterling thing came out and uh, i think it's an espn documentary in fact uh but anyway they uh they're supposed to talk with, and I mean, I guess that's all workplace racism, right? Like they were, they talked to some of the Clippers players, the basketball team that he owned, and they were talking about they were going to do a boycott and all this and trying to figure out, you know, best way to proceed. And uh, he said they ultimately didn't, or obviously they ultimately didn't, but it was seriously discussed. I didn't know that, that they seriously talked about, you know, not playing and forfeiting a game. Uh, or all the games or whatever it is like they seriously talked about it and just decided not to do it and I guess some of the players said that this seems to be a point of regret like they wish they had done this uh, after the Donald Sterling tapes came out this is like the team Blake Griffin was on Chris Paul all of those guys um, so but anyway that night was this is supposed to be a documentary coming about about all this soon anyway Donald Sterling when they made him leave he got his like two billion dollars they didn't you know just send him off in a corner someplace like it I'm generally not aware of white people getting like punished in any serious way for practicing racism like they might you know you're not going to be talked about as cool even Don Imus got rehired like Don Imus didn't leave after uh, he, he said those nasty foul racist comments about the black females at Rutgers he oh man sorry briefly lost his radio job and then he got transferred and got on television he went from radio to television and got picked up by Fox and they said I think like he and his wife they have like cookbooks and other literature publishing and such and they said he got a big spike in sales you know white people they look out that's the system of racism uh, worldwide so it might look like some of these white people there tough time getting in trouble shouldn't have said that Floyd 19 shouldn't have said that 
fellows up in Charlotte, uh, you know, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have wrote that email. Hmm. Might be bad for a couple days, if that. But, you know, you're classified as white. Things will be fine. No, no, no need to worry. Even uh, Darren Wilson, race soldier who killed uh, Michael Brown Jr. Never worked again with the Ferguson Police Department. His GoFundMe was overflowing. No problem. System of white supremacy is a pretty massive safety net for other white people. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Other folks who are with us or folks that have a hand up, if you have commentary to share. I actually saw that today. I was looking at the news and they were talking about the possible return of the NBA season. Uh, and they said that it might come back next month in Florida, no less. Might do it all at Disney World, they said. And they were talking, and they said they were rumors, uh, reports. You know, they didn't want to uh, directly name names, but they said there were reports that some of the players didn't want to play. And I said, oh, is it because of, you know, COVID-19? They don't want to get sick and all that, and logistics are trying to get all that, which is what I thought it was. And they said, no. It's because of all of the unrest about racism. They don't know if, you know, it sends the right message with all of this that's happening right now. Maybe we shouldn't be playing. Wow. That's that's amazing. And that's that's when the protest thing uh, came up. It pivoted from that. And they said, now, 2014, we had a chance. We could have boycotted and we didn't do it. And he said we had a chance to do it over again. We would not do the same thing. And I was stunned to even hear such a thing. So I don't know how that that will be something that I mean, that would certainly be workplace racism. Uh, if you end up having athletes who say, no, we're not going to play. Uh, and it's because of racism that there are things more important than athletics and white ball games. Dr. Welsing talked about that a lot. Wow. That would be quite that would black self-respect and everything. But long way to go. But I did see that. today. I thought about playing. That would have been a workplace racism clip on any other day because I said, wow, that's really significant. But I already had like 20, it's lots of things to play. But that did happen today. I was, uh, I won't say stunned, but it was quite surprising. Uh, something I would say keep an eye on, see what happens. Uh, this NBA, I guess, is not supposed to start up until next month. So a lot could happen over the next 30 days, two, three weeks or so. But I did see that today. Uh, let's see. Other fo- and even connected with that I can add just uh, briefly because we did talk about it the school component I had heard it sounded similar to myself they were talking about some of the universities allowing some of the athletes back for some of the training programs and there was concern like oh wait a minute we shouldn't be doing this how much concern do they really have for these athletes, many of them black, for the football programs and basketball programs? Like, how concerned are they for these young athletes' well-being anyway? Much less to say now that, oh, yeah, we got their best interest at heart. Come on back and, you know, let's get ready for the season and we'll do some tackling. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's slow all that down. Like, I don't know. I was very thankful to see that as well. Uh, I think that's what certainly qualifies workplace racism. I've been saying this whole time, black self-respect in this time. A lot of that could be 
I am going to speak up and make sure that I am preserving and looking out for my safety and well-being. For sure. Uh, let's see the other folks have commentators share. Uh, we have less than 30 minutes, uh, unless folks are all satisfied and just spectating, but less than 30 minutes left in the broadcast uh, for workplace racism. Any, any other thoughts folks want to make sure they get in? Can I give an, can, can I give an addition? Uh, retired firefighter in Florida. Yes. Uh, there were two reports uh, speaking about uh, sports. Uh, one one was, uh, and it's slightly belated, but it's now making news, you know, over this, this uh, latest global uh, uh, situation. Uh, University of Clemson, I believe they were national champions uh, in football, collegiate level-wise, and uh, said the, uh, well, the articles are saying that the uh, the head coach is kind of like, uh, I forgot the, uh, the, uh, the the metaphor. <laughs> you done got me, you done got me stopping uh, saying metaphors even outside of Saturday. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what the metaphor called, called when someone is uh, being called to order, so to speak about something that they did not do. Uh, but uh, in this case, with uh, the head football coach, uh, he had made a oath almost that he was, if any coach or anybody say and do something uh, racist, that he would fire them immediately. Well, the strength and conditioning coach, and the reason why that position is so significant on, that, on the collegiate level because that person and the staff of these large multi-million-dollar collegiate uh, programs, the the strength coach and the staff of the strength and conditioning spends more time around the athletes than their coaches do, and some course of time in a very uh, loud and boisterous way, he. He, he identified a player, a non-white black player, as a nigger. He said it in a phrase, uh, it said it in some sort of phrase that he claims, yes, I did say it, but it was out of context on how I used it, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, and the reason why the head football coach, I forgot, I forget his name, the reason why the head football coach is hot seat, that, that's, the, that's the term. That's the metaphor. But the reason why the head football coach is getting some attention is because as the chief administrator, he did not address the subject until until someone brought it up again. And uh, and he still didn't uh, uh, address it in a satisfactory way. Uh, you know, so... Uh, I forgot the other report that I was going to uh, mention. Uh, uh, it'll come up. Maybe, maybe within the 30 minutes, it'll come up again. I just can't. No, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting stuff all the time. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's, that, that, that particular report has been making the news lately, uh, which is atypical. Th- those environments, those environments, uh, once you sign that contract, once that 
teenager signs that contract, you know, they get a lot of they get a lot they get a lot of publicity now more than they ever been before. You know, uh, especially during the time that I've been coaching since 1981. Now they they getting the the teenagers are being dealt with as far as publicity wise. In some cases, like uh, they're professional athletes, and uh, but once they get you on that campus, then it's 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 like a situation whereas in because now they depend they meaning the the for the most part the white coaches and staff they depend on those black males who is essentially that's who who the people that they're recruiting uh, to keep them into the millions of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars as far as their salary is concerned so therefore in some in a lot of situations they will confront black males get right up in their faces, that sort of thing. Very hostile environment. Very hostile environment uh, that, that really don't get reported. It really doesn't get reported because there's some sort of culture that I would tell you there's some sort of culture that takes place in those environments where they don't go outside of that environment. It's a culture of not going it's a culture where you don't go outside that environment and speak about what goes on inside of the locker room or the practice field, that sort of thing. But the environment, in a lot of cases, is, is very hostile. Very hostile. It's a very hostile work environment. Uh, and, and also from the standpoint of the difference of ages. Uh, although, you know, some, some of the young people on that level are beginning to, uh, beginning to be more uh, tentative and, and are basically are practicing uh, self-respect uh, in a lot more better stage. But uh, it, it's a very hostile environment in that situation uh, after they sign those contracts and go to those, and go to those uh, large, large multi-million dollar, billion dollar industry uh, uh, environments. Yeah. Absolutely. I think even there have been some white authors who've talked about for a lot of those athletes there. I think Dabo Sweeney is the white coach at Clemson, uh, suspected racist, but yes, that's um, him. That's him. They, uh, they say that those, uh, that black athletes, these are children we're talking about generally 18, 19, 20, very young, uh, that especially at the competitive, the larger schools like a Clemson, LSU, Alabama, FSU, uh, that they are, coached told uh hey you know you might be at a game uh you heard all the locate florida alabama georgia all these you might be at a game white person might call you a negro coon spear chaka yeah don't say anything the reporters come out of the game and you know nope i gotta tell them oh yeah i was called a coon 50 just don't say when i have all that trouble just ignore it uh that this is a part of the uh culture and coaching that they get. So I'm not surprised that, you know, you'd have things like this happen uh, and they just, you know, sweep it under the rug, as they say, uh, this incident, you know, with uh, the coach and, and, you know, how it all is, is being handled. But uh, in the same, particularly for those who are under so much pressure, you know, try, if you're trying to get to the NFL or what have you, you don't want to rock the boat, as they say, you don't want to be a Colin Kaepernick. Right. So just be quiet, not right. say anything, 
see if I can get we are still in uh, Clemson is in South Carolina so I mean mm. uh, pitchfork Ben Tillman <laughs> all about him too uh, I mean hey yeah I can and again you're 1920 uh, I could see you know let me just be quiet and see if we can you know get through all this as best we can um, but yeah that is yeah and the, the coaches oh, I'm sorry I was gonna say the coaches they they're like multi they're like multi millionaires and they are celebrities they become celebrities uh the one at University of Alabama the one that you just mentioned and those guys they they have they have like flippant attitudes they talk real fast and if you say if you say even even a white person that says something to them that they don't like they give some kind of you know, what you kind of, you asking me that kind of question for, you know, that, that sort of thing, you know, those type of attitudes. So I know with the, with the 18, 18, 19, 20 year old black male that they're even worse because in a lot of, a lot of cases, they don't allow cameras or anything like that to be in the, in, in those environments. And so, like I said before, the, 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 they, they really, they really get, get up in their faces on that uh, what the last thing I was I, that I just remembered is that there has been more and I'm gonna use the term coaching for uh, these uh, young people to start considering the historical black colleges now that 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 effort is come up again uh, 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 based on what's been going over going on over the last couple of weeks uh, I still don't see it. I still don't see it because, as I mentioned, the difference into uh, this multi-billion-dollar industry, and I'm not even talking about the professional teams. I'm talking about uh, the uh, the University of Michigan, the University of Alabama. Uh, University of Michigan has had over a hundred thousand people as spectators at their game since the mid 1960s. Every single game since the 1960s. They've had, no matter who they play, you know, these are multi-billion dollar businesses and, uh, you know, it's, it's not even close when it comes to a Florida A&M University or a uh, Grambling State University, you know, as far as that concern. And uh, the young people want to play professional sports because of the money and all the other things that goes along with it. You know, so uh, it's going to have to be a little bit more to for them to gain their attention. I put it that way. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Context of white supremacy. We will see how it goes. I know uh, those white institute Clemson and the Alabamas and UCLA's, USC's. I know they are not going to uh, allow their negros to be poached. Uh, I'm sure they will uh, do a lot to to stop anyone from stealing that dark athletic talent uh, that they have been siphoning for years now. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that, you know, plays out over the next few months, weeks, years, even really. Um, number again, 605-313-5164, the code 564-943-POUND, press star 61 if you would like to participate 
uh, last few moments. Uh, folks have any other questions, uh, suggestions, observations that they want to share before we wrap things up. Uh, don't wait till the last moment. Hi, Gus. Be in Toronto. Hi, thank you. Um, I had a couple of questions. Uh, the first is around medical leave. Um, I know that for the doctor that I'm seeing, uh, he had advised uh, that I be off until June 15th. And I notified um, my employer about that, and they also have a copy of the doctor's note. However, I received an email um, from the area manager um, stating that uh, they're anticipating my return on June the 15th. However, they already know that that's when my medical leave ends. So I'm just wondering um, if if any of the callers or if you yourself um, have experienced where the employer is being deliberately, I, I think that they're being deliberately vindictive, um, not only for the fact that they've called me on June 10th to tell me that I'm not getting paid, but also doing this, knowing that technically I'm off until the 15th and that I wouldn't start until the 16th. And they have an email my an email that I sent prior to this. Um, so that was the first question. And then the second question is a well, it's more of an observation. And I was just wondering if um, anyone else has noticed this, um, that with white coworkers, um, or just even just studying white people, I noticed that they tend to mimic a lot of the um, affect, facial affect, like if you're smiling, they're smiling. If you're not smiling, uh, they sometimes will not smile temporarily and then change to a smile. It's almost as if through the mimicking, they appear to be more human than they really are. If, if I mention that and it's clear. The, the only reason why I had um, mentioned this observation is that I remember one time um, there was a coworker that was just staring at me. I didn't know why they were staring at me, but they just stared at me. So I decided to do something really odd, which was I smiled and then I stopped smiling. And I noticed that when I smiled, they smiled. When I stopped smiling, they, they stopped. When I smiled again, they did it again, and then when I stopped, they stopped again. And I was just noticing this mimicking pattern. So I was wondering if anyone else has noticed that as well. Um, thank you, and I leave the line. Much obliged, be in Toronto. Thank you kindly for sharing. Again, hoping you are doing much, much better uh, over the next few weeks days really uh but doing much much better uh stay in touch it's been a tough year worldwide man Woof, man 2020 just trying to get uh just trying to get to the other side um did any other folks have questions 
suggestions, observations. I know that it's so tacky with the day. Like if you've already mailed them and they know you're not supposed to be back until the 15th and they're talking to you as though you're going to be reporting on the 15th, like the tackiness of it. I think for some of those, like just, it can be good to uh, send a reminder or confirming the fact that you are not there until the 15th so that everybody knows that way you don't have to come back some additional you weren't even here and you're going to be irresponsible I'm like no already submitted that I'm on medical leave until the 15th like you've already got that documentation like now they can't read correctly <laughs> now they can't process documents I, and I think we've heard from a number of folks talk about the vindictiveness we started the program with that number one our caller in Norway talking about them being vindictive we don't want even want to give a little Rona aid to our international students uh, but the other component of the vindictiveness when you are at home on medical leave and they just still harass I think we've heard from a number of victims over the years where they're off even if it's a day off not necessarily medical leave even but just you know I got Tuesday off I won't see you all again until Wednesday and they still got to ring you on Tuesday do you know where we put the the popcorn at because I'm on my day off find it you're like come on man like just nag 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 doesn't get any better then any other folks have uh, commentary suggestions they want to offer double check or see hope folks are uh, taking things safely in their work environment wash your hands social distance hope you're not hanging out in the cafeteria and that sort of thing if you are working with other people and they are not taking it serious it can influence you like just the same way I know I've heard Mr. Fuller talk about if you are a person who doesn't normally curse and you start uh, working with people and they do a lot of cursing but a lot of times you'll end up picking it up that's just how you know transference works uh, if you're with other people and they're not taking it serious really be vigilant about making it hey that's on them they want to you know be silly and eat together and feed each other grapes or whatever else that's on them I'm going to take this seriously until I have really good evidence that everything is fine we don't need a mask all the rest of it uh, everybody good everybody satisfied can I be heard Gus real quick Bay Area Mom, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, I'd like to say thank you to be in Toronto, and um, I'm glad she's um, feeling better because I I was feeling her pain as well. So thank you, um, be in Toronto, and thank you guys um, just for the commentary. This is great, and it really helps a lot. So um, Norway as well. Thank you. So. Um, I love you guys for all the information that you give because it keeps me um, grounded and I feel like I can share and get feedback as well. So thank you again. And that's all I wanted to share. Yes, ma'am. Trying to be constructive if we can. Uh, Trying to be constructive, trying to follow logic. Glad you are out of there. Staying safe uh, down in California. Uh, Any other folks? Anything they needed to get in? Comments? Observations? May I be heard? Caller in Florida. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Uh, thanks, Gus. I just wanted to respond to the uh, question from uh, Vian Toronto. Uh, I think she was asking about, I think, body language, how they might try to mirror the type of uh, body language that you could be uh, exhibiting. I noticed that like when I'm talking to them, they tend to look at my hands. The, the eyes look down like if I'm... Uh, not even raising my like both of my palms to a degree because I'm usually uh, pretty, I guess, grounded when I'm speaking. But it's just like a normal thing when people are just uh, talking or whatever, and they utilize their hands a lot. Um, I noticed that, and I noticed that if they're standing in front of me, they'll tend to not look directly at me, kind of like diagonal away. And then they'll look at me and then look over. All right. Um, and then, like, it, it depends on, like, if I'm just speaking to one white person or if I'm in a room with a bunch of them. Uh, I do notice those kinds of things as well. I just wanted to make a comment about that. And if I, like, I've used one of my terms and the person I was speaking to, like, like her lips kind of, like, puckered out. Like, oh, wow, I never heard that. So that was um, some of the instances I wanted to share on that, and, and that's it. There you go, B. Much obliged. Folks can pay attention to or I guess can comment kind of as you folks hear it, if you're listed to the archives or whatever it is. Uh, if you pay attention to that, if you've had any observations about those nonverbals, I know B has talked about that before. If, you know, they're shifting or doing things with some of their facial expressions as you're talking or just as you're there with your presence even. Let us know the checking out what you're doing with your hands. And that's a, I guess if, if they got to worry about shanking you and sneaking in guns, like, yeah, we got to be looking. What's he doing? Got to be watching. Got to what is this? What's going on here? Dangerous colored fella. Oof. Uh, any other, if you got observations uh, for a bee's question or just anything else you want to make sure you get in before we conclude. I, um, just real quick, Gus, I get a lot of that, especially uh, working with white people. They do watch, they watch every single movement that you make. I was talking to a dentist a couple, recently since the COVID-19, Caucasian dentist, and uh, his assistant is just watching me, watching my hand, and then he said, I know that you work, you talk a lot with your hand, and I said, really got it. So they do, they watch everything you do, every movement they do. Just for my observation, with any job that has anything to do with uh, people that can't classify themselves as white. So I'll need my line. Oh, yeah. You are being super scrutinized always under surveillance that is the system of white supremacy i think red in ohio she called in and she said she was in cleaning her breast pump and the white woman said oh you know i've been watching you come in for the past two weeks seven days three hours and you normally spend about 10 minutes cleaning your breast pump i've been meaning to ask you uh what type of breast pump do you have exactly how do you like it how long have you been like, wow, really? You have a pattern for how often I need to clean out my breast pump. 
they are not ignorant about the system of white supremacy and mostly because they are watching us all the time. Uh, any other folks uh, observations comments make sure they get in before we conclude that is a great one the white woman who did the lip pucker upon hearing one of the terms got unjust networking Hmm. (laughs) unjust networking what what probably called a whole bunch of uh, racial slurs on that day once they got on the 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 click got together and got on their uh, texting and such like man I'm just networking what is how did they get him in the courthouse um I hope folks can stay safe uh we at least got through another week spring is almost over I don't feel like we really got to enjoy it for I don't know about a million different reasons. Uh, it seems like spring is over. Like when did it? Anyway, hopefully we can compensate and enjoy the summer to some degree. Hopefully we can make a part of that. The counter racist yoga retreat in Washington, D.C. Get some water, some fresh fruits, veggies, eat well, do some yoga, have some counter racist workshops. Talk about all of the zaniness we have seen this year. Maybe get some relaxed time in for a few seconds if we can. Uh, updated info is on the blog. I'll send out emails to the folks who were interested until justice at gmail.com. You can drop a message. Wow. Much obliged for everyone's time and energy this Friday evening. Uh, folks all over the world. Uh, Kamau in Norway for staying up. It's 5 a.m. Uh, be in Toronto. Everybody stateside listening in who participated. Again, hope it was worthy of your Friday evening sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy let's preserve our brain computer we will need high powered thinking to solve the problem Uh, in addition to being sober let's be buckled every time we are in a vehicle I still say it really is not the best time for a lot of joyriding like it's pretty dangerous times for a lot of people a lot of armed white people just roaming the streets. Some of them are concealed carry. Some of them got their long uh, rifles, long barrels, Welsing moment. But it is not really, you know, a safe time to just going to go casually jaunter from here to there and that sort of thing. Like, man, I would still be pretty strategic uh, when you're going out and about where you're going, being alert as to what is happening around you. If it looks like this could be unsafe, things could happen. I don't quite, you know, I don't know. I'm just getting the vibration. This is not exactly, I'm feeling a little uneasy. Take all of that seriously. I would seriously be about the business of scrapping whatever plans. Let's just get back to the house and, you know, we'll try it again. Uh, It's no reason to take a risk. Uh, It's kind of dangerous worldwide right now. Anywho, uh, if you are going to go out, so we are sober, buckled, and if you're driving, Uh, You are not on the cell phone, uh, just trying to minimize as best we can uh, any possible conflict with enforcement officers, race soldiers, badge or no. That said, uh, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient 
with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Get more rest. Eat well. No name calling black people. Lots of black self-respect. Better 2020. We got through the worst of it. Let's hope. Better 2020. It'll be really good down the home stretch. Better 2020. Cal signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Uh, for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, Your brother. Problem. You're a victim. Uh, I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.